says that we're live. Says we're live. Hello, can everybody see us out there? I'm not verified yet. Why is it not hmm? giving me? Oh, this Facebook man has been fucking around for the last while. Right, I know. It never if anybody pops me... into the audience there, give us a thumbs up so we know that you guys see us live. We're a little never, bit late here by like five minutes. but Never gives me the... Never lets me know that you're live and I've got it set on. Right. Yeah, Notify to, me. To, to tell you that when it goes yeah. live. Yeah. yeah, see there, it's live over here and no notification again. That's Isn't that weird? Thing. Yeah, that's... it's not notifying me either. Oh, wait, I'm getting a notification now. <laughs> okay, I see you. Yeah, I see us. Yeah. At the same time, you're you're seeing us. I see. Yeah. So yeah. that's funny. Uh, I was going, why why didn't they get a notification? All of a sudden, the notification <laughs> popped up on my phone. <laughs> this lemon's trying to load right now. So <laughs> right, my phone was doing the same oh, thing. Okay, guys, so this I is, got uh, the notification right on. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I got the notification, but it came in out while I was trying to load the page. Right. That's funny. Okay, guys. Uh, hey, everybody out there. This is uh, Orion Rising. and We're live. I didn't start with any music or anything today because I was running late, having a little bit of technical difficulties as usual, trying to get my speaker thing set up. I don't have to hammer it out yet. So you guys can actually hear when I share my screen. I got that figured out now, but I didn't until uh, I was talking to Clarence and did it on accident. And then I went, wait, Clarence said that's what you're supposed to do it. And so I did it. And Omar's like, yeah, yeah. Coming in five by five, buddy. Okay, so uh, it's Friday night. Welcome. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good morrow, depending on where you are in the world, tuning into the show or when. Okay, so it's Friday night. We're going to be doing the Law of One. We ended at um, the end of 74. So let's get everybody to share this out when you guys pop in. Um, share this thing out to the world. I'm going to also share it out. Um, we can get some more people in here to uh, say hello and, and see what's going on in the uh, world. And then we'll start getting some wanderers popping in, I'm sure. And we'll go from there and talk to everybody on the planet, right? So let's see here. Where am I? Well, I'll start off watch party there. Have to share it to another group and start a watch party there. No. I should have opened another window because this one, I'm going to do it on my computer. My cell phone is slow. It's not. It's just not going as fast as I would like it for it to go. So let me find us over here on my computer and I'm going to share out. I should probably put that up on the screen so people will see that. Please share this out. Type it in the chat while that's loading, right? Help us fight the thought police. Yeah, exactly. As we know, it's uh, a lot more important nowadays to uh, fight yes. the thought police than uh, it has been uh, ever. Oh, for sure. That is no joke, bro. <laughs> no joke at all, man. That is no joke at all these days, right? Yeah, so trying. So everybody trying to share. Who was it uh, that said um, that in this age, telling the truth is going to be a uh, crime? Isn't that 1984? Yeah, 1984. Uh, Orwell's 84 or 1984. Yeah. It was yeah. A crime to, yeah. And, you know, it's like that. I mean, um, you know, I was just watching, oddly enough, today, I was watching a episode of Blue Bloods. And it was the one that was just on because I always record the new ones. So it was whenever the last new one was recorded or aired. So it could have been a while ago. Probably was because we're in the summer. But I hadn't gotten around to seeing it. And the dilemma that they had was uh, the dilemma of uh, the, the dilemma, you know, because they're very current. Uh, what's going on? They even incorporated the whole they're in New York and the law in New York that um, 
people who are go to jail for like murder or whatever, they get the access to your telephone number and where you live of the witnesses. And that, that's just, just ensuring that people get intimidated or killed. Right. And um, they actually put that into the, to the thing. And today they had, um, they had, what had happened was the, the police chief started an investigation on, into some allegations of one of the police uh, people. He kicked it upstairs to the internal affairs department. And of course that went onto the media and then the world basically doesn't matter whether the guy was, uh, did anything or not. The world basically judged him on, on the internet and he was guilty until proven innocence. And um, <laughs> then Jamie, his son, who's a Sergeant kind of had the same thing happen. His boss, his direct um, Lieutenant, yeah, his direct Lieutenant, um, had brought somebody over to their precinct for the, for him, the sergeant to um, take under his wing and she did something wrong. So he was giving her a writ. The guy tore up his, tore up the writ and it was his boss since he's never done that before. And so he was like, Oh wow. Okay. So then she did something wrong again. And it was like, she was supposed to be at a certain place for lunch and that's where you're supposed to be at. And if you go to, Hey, I don't want to eat here today. You got to get on the radio so that they know where you are in the city in case something happened and you're running down the street, chasing somebody. And now no one knows where you are and you're surrounded by bad guys or something. So he went to go look for her where she was supposed to be at lunch and she wasn't there. Mm -hmm. So he got mad and she comes walking up the street with a salad. I didn't want to have pizza again today. So I went over here to get a salad. Well, you, why didn't you call me and tell me that I, I, when I got here, you weren't here. And I thought, what if you're dead? What if somebody kidnapped you? Or what if you're chasing a bad guy? She's like, it's no big deal. And he's like, yes, it is a big deal. You're going to get a writ for that. And she's like, you mean like the last one? It'll just get torn up. So she was had attitude now yeah. she, because she was entitled because the boss, his boss was going to tear it up. And she knew that. So he went back to his boss and said, what's going on? And he was like, what are you trying to imply? He says, I'm not implying anything. I'm seeing that you're giving her favoritism. He says, you've torn up two of my writs. And he goes, you went to, uh, to uh, internal affairs, didn't you? He goes, no, I did not. I, he says, I, I figured that you and I as men could figure this out. He mm -hmm. says, I also know that um, I saw you and her come to work together. And you've been doing that every day. But you get down the street, she hops out of the car. And he was like, so you've been investigating me and following me. And he's like, yes, I have. But I thought it was going to be an affair. It turns out her father was your best friend and he was your best man at your wedding. And he died. What? Yeah. And so what <laughs> her, so he was helping her because his best friend died, who was his best man at his wedding. And that was his daughter. And she was going down the wrong road. So he convinced her that she needed to join the police department. And he was trying to get her to become a good cop. And so she put him in charge of Reagan's, you know, uh, Jamie Reagan's in his division because he's the best cop that he knows. But then he didn't let him do his job. <laughs> and so he said, look, don't, you know, shouldn't I be the guy that does that job like you wanted? And he says, what if she gets mad and leaves? He says, then we bring her back here, drag her back, kicking and screaming. And we make her be a good person and become a good cop. And he says, that's see, he says, that's why I wanted you to do this. He goes home and he's talking to his dad, who is the police commissioner. And he had the same problem because because of what he did, all the media hounded the, the cop and the cop came to his office and said, because the judge who went who buckled to the pressure of the media said, we need to fire this cop. And he didn't, in fact, didn't do anything wrong. It turned out it was, it was erroneous, but by then his reputation was ruined. Yeah. Okay. And they were hounding him and he said that he, he didn't do anything. He told the guy, I'm going to um, not fire you. And I'm going to tell them that, uh, that I'm not going to do it. And why? And he says, you're just kicking the can down the road because you know, what's going to happen. The mayor is going to say, fire me. And I'm going to be fired anyways. 
And he says, not necessarily. And he goes, I'm going to, you know what, here. And he took out his badge and set it down. He says, the damage is already done. I just want to have a life now. And he walked out. He quit. Oh, wow. Yeah. So he lost a good cop because of the media, the mob, mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. like what's going on now. So when he sat down that night, Jamie came over to his house and they were sitting down. These guys always are drinking whiskey. I love them. They're Irish. Always got whiskey. Everybody <laughs> brings a bottle or they crap a bottle and they're always drinking it and talking. Uh, every family dinner, every meeting, it's hilarious. That's when you have the uh, most honest um, conversations. conversations. Yeah, yeah, I can, I can, I can really hear myself, Leo. Yeah, that's that's because of this being up there. If I turn it down, uh, they may not be able to hear raw. So that kind of sucks, bro. Let me yeah, that's turn it down. A little bit. I think I got it to, uh, to where it didn't. What about now? Did it say something? Let's say, uh, I just wanted to say uh, earlier we made a, uh, I can hear myself uh, talking about uh, George Orwell, but uh, here's a bit of fun fact for uh, people out there. Uh, George Orwell's real name is uh, Eric Blair. That's the Eric Blair. He's the uh, AKA George Orwell 1984. Okay, you know what? Here, I'm going to do this. I'm going to change microphones to my boom mic. And I think that'll, because that, that never bleeds through. So let me try that and see if that fixes that reverb that you're getting, okay? Okay, okay. All right, so hold on a second. Whoops, knocking things down. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, I can hear you. All right, so see, say something and see if you can hear yourself. Uh, breaker, breaker, one, two, three. <laughs> no, I can't. Good, okay, so that fixes <laughs> that problem. All right, and then I nailed the camera box here. I got two boxes stacked up to get the camera the height that I like it here. So we just go back to this, and I'm eating the microphone, and people don't get to see my face. Apologize, personages. Finn, welcome. How you doing, buddy? I got that uh, post. In fact, I don't know if Omar knows about it, so we'll, we'll actually talk to him about it right now. Finn came on yesterday when I was live, and, and right after you, well, he was there when you were there, but then you had left. And um, Clarence came on the show, and we were talking. And Finn, who's uh, in Ireland, he's a, a 14-year-old uh, up-and-coming aspiring lad from Ireland, he asked us a question about this signal um, that is... Uh, Finn, why don't you put it in the in the chat again, if you would, buddy, so Omar can see it. There's a signal that they say it's called buzzer, I think, and, and it, it broadcasts at two different frequencies. And it's and they say that it's the the Russians that they're they have this relay station where they where they have this um, thing, and I played it, and you could hear it, uh, and it just constantly goes 24 hours a day. And they said it started in yeah, it's called UVB seven seventy six. Yeah, and um, he linked. The, the sound that we went, because you can go on YouTube and play it live. And I, and I shared the screen yesterday and played it, and, and uh, uh, Clarence and I start, are trying to figure it out. And we, we figured we'd have you look into it, maybe Rob too, and then all four of us do something. Uh, and, um, and actually, whoops, I'm unplugging my phone over here, and actually uh, do something about trying to figure it out. So he sent a link today to me a few hours ago or this morning at some point when I saw it, and it actually tells what it is, right? So yeah, mm-hmm. please link that too. He says, he, he says, uh, um, will I link it? You question mark. Yes, please. Finn, um, uh, link that so that, um, Omar can see it. And then I can play it again. Um, 
even though we're doing a lot of one. So it's really <clears throat> eerie. I remember how you have the sounds where you were playing uh, of the planets, what they sounded like? Oh, yeah. Yes, yeah, Saturn. Uh, so, you know, and... Everything has a, a sound, but this one, apparently the Russians supposedly used it. I don't know that they still do, but they used it to send messages. Um, you have it there? Right here, right? Let me put it up here. Oh, wait. Stupid me. I didn't uh, share my system audio. Didn't share the audio. Do that. Share the audio, bro. <laughs> Let me take this banner down because now it's going to be in our way here. It's too big. So, yeah. Okay, here we go. That's okay, Finn. We got it now. He just went and found it on YouTube. Thank you, though. He just messaged me with it on Facebook. It also um, broadcasts on 480-something hertz as well. That's crazy, right? You get your volume turned down on the YouTube player. So you know what it sounds like to me is that uh, in between the two buzzes mm-hmm. that uh, we hear, bzzz, and then there's a pause for like uh, one second, and then yeah. there's another, bzzz, uh, you know, there's probably information in between those sound blips. Well, see, and right? that's uh, what they say they use that to mm-hmm. send information to their troops, and they used to do that for the KGB. But, I mean, it's still in operation, obviously. Somebody has to maintenance it because it has to have batteries. It has to have something that turns it on and controls it and mm-hmm. leaves it on. So they're still broadcasting. That's kind of weird. So we're trying to figure out if, they, if they're unaware of it or if they still are using it for secret information. I mean, remember the Enigma machine was very similar. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's very strange. Yeah, isn't it? That's bizarre. Yeah. I mean, because I mean, think about it. Russia has changed a great deal since 1973. Now they're not the big red machine anymore. In fact, they're not even owned by the cabal anymore. I wonder if this has anything to do with that uh, defense machine that uh, Valery Urlov was talking about. Uh, where out in the thunder in Siberia, they have uh, you know, there's uh, almost like um, surface-to-air missiles. I've that, actually um, I've actually seen the study on that. Yeah, that will actually shoot anything down that that's is right in, on, in yeah. that area. So I wonder and, if it has something to do with that, right? Because that has to be a bigger complex than right. And yeah. that's not that's not well. It could be earthbound. It could be ours if the technology that we have is is advanced. But I mean, that's like the whole concept of Atlantis from Stargate SG One. Oh yeah, had that machine down there that was you know the planet defending. Uh, machine yeah know? yeah yeah it's something similar to that uh you know valerie spoke with us about that for a good two three hours and if you guys want to check that out it's uh on watchers talk youtube channel uh that was a really fascinating interview uh, how was long with, ago was uh, that? he was trying to get me to get him on the air for something how long ago was yeah that, that was uh, a couple years ago when oh, uh, he was he yeah when he when he was on me. uh in uh, the philippines with uh, Bruce Cunningham, or he was in Indonesia doing a conference, and he spent a week there, and we did the conference with them at the hotel, remember? Yeah. Um, a few years back. Yeah, he yeah, was talking about I it in that. Again, uh, from there with Bruce when he was there two years ago, two and a half years ago. Yeah, and then and after that, that he broke his teeth. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. After that, we had him on with uh, Klaus Donna, right. and, uh, and he talked about uh, that again at that time. Uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, speaking of Atlantis, I've got a uh, a super cool guest coming up. Just a quick uh, shout out nice. to uh, Paul Wallace. 
Uh, he's a you know, renowned documentary maker. He's going to be on with uh, Stephen and Evan Strong, and uh, we're going to have around the table of uh, Plato's uh, uh, you know, description of Atlantis and uh, what he's figured out uh, where Atlantis may be. So uh, stay tuned for that. That's coming up next Thursday. Finn actually said sometimes you can hear someone. I got it up on the screen now. Sometimes you can hear someone in the transmission. So every now and then you can hear the message coming through, and it's probably in Russian. And there's my sister in the audience. Hello, sister. Hello, Deborah. There's my sister. I wonder if it's like a um, a galactic fax machine because uh, right. you know a fax machine makes uh, you know similar type of noise. So I wonder if it's uh, you know they're trying to pick up a signal. Uh, that's uh, very ancient and, uh, you know, because you have to think uh, that if you're an extraterrestrial and you're, a, you know, super advanced, then uh, you're not going to be dealing with uh, radio waves. And that's kind of what it sounds like to me. This is is uh, radio waves that uh, they're intercepting or picking up or right. transmitting. Right. So, you know, ET will be beyond that uh, radio wave transmission. But right. if you have something like those signals that uh, they've been uh, hearing in space, uh, that uh, is on a regular interval. I forgot which uh, region they're coming from, but I wonder if it has something maybe to do with that to uh, try to interpret, um, you know, part of SETI, right? Um, I don't know. It's very interesting. I'm definitely going to look further into it. Right. Because right, so I'm right into that. that Finn, uh, he said he, he's going to see if he can find that one where you can hear somebody. If you do, send that to me and uh, PM me in Messenger, and we'll use that when we, um, if we do a show talking about that and weird things. We'll bring that up uh, because we're planning on maybe next week or, or the week after if we can get Rob, um, you, Omar, myself, and Clarence all at the same time um, to talk about that kind of stuff. Um, we'll we'll put that on and play that there. So The um, uh, 28th, 29th, 30th, and the 31st, uh, I'm going out to the cabin with my family, so I'm not going to be available uh, that weekend. Okay. So okay. anytime before that or after that, just thought so I'd the, let you know. The and the world. Is it the 26th? <laughs> what is the 26th is a uh, is a Wednesday. Oh, Wednesday. One of those yeah. days coming up. I'd have to look at the meme. One of those days coming up is uh, we're we're doing uh, what's his name? Um, the guy from Rendlesham Forest. I can't think of his name right now. It's oh, uh, Jim Patterson Jim, or Jim? Uh, um, yeah, 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 yeah. I think that's his name. Hold on, I'll go to my page and find out. <laughs> Jim Peniston. 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 Yeah, Peniston. Jim. Yeah. We're going to yeah. be doing Peniston uh, on um, Ancient Aliens. So let me look at... Oh, he did give that link, so thank you for that, Finn. Um, where is it? It's on my page, so I'll read it to you guys here real quick. Why am I going up? That's my stupid... Um, oh, look, Finn says that he'll be up to join the live chat, so that's cool. Okay, That yeah, that would be all right. We can get him on yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I don't know where it is here, and my my thing is doing weird shit. There it is. So it is the July 26th, right? Or no, that was the one we already did, right? Yeah, we're in August, brother. Yeah, we're in August. That's just July 26th. What did we do? Did we yeah. No, August 28th. I'm sorry. 26th when we, when we posted it. August 28th, 6 p.m. Eastern time on Ancient Aliens Worldwide. We're going to have um, Jim Peniston on uh, live to talk about what happened to him in Rendlesham Forest. Well, I'm going to have to. Whatever it is, right? I'm gonna have to pick that up uh, yeah, on hey. the on the Tuesday because yeah. uh, I'm so gonna be out of town running. and we're no internet. The meme, if you click on it, it runs yeah. the uh, commercial for the show yeah. he was on uh, in season twelve. Yeah, and it tells you what show he was on. So if you guys are interested in going back and seeing that episode, um, you have, the link is in the meme. It's on my personal page, but it's also linked uh, and pinned to the top of Ancient Aliens Worldwide. 
So if you go to Ancient Aliens Worldwide, the group, it's pinned to the top. Down at the bottom of the meme has the link to the uh, uh, History Channel's commercial for the episode he was involved in talking about Rendlesham Forest. Um, I did Heseltine, right? Gary is that Rendlesham? Yeah, is a Rendlesham Forest in that uh, triangle? Um, in uh, in Europe, there's that uh, UFO abduction I, triangle I it is because that... it's because it's in it's in England, so I think it is part of that triangle that they have, and I think it is, and um, I think that's what what Gary um, Hasseltine. Uh, yeah, we had him on a couple of years ago as well. I actually had him on talking about Rendlesham the Friday, one hour before his show was going live in America. <laughs> uh, talking about Rendlesham, and we just set it up that way, and he didn't know it. I set it up that way on purpose, and and we were literally uh, going to end at 8 p.m. Uh, uh, Eastern time, and that was the episode that was playing on that Friday, and I told him that, and he said, you're brilliant. <laughs> you're brilliant. <laughs> I said, so don't tell 100%, but give them enough candy, and then we'll tell, we'll plug the episode, and everybody can hop, as soon as they get done with us, turn on Ancient Aliens on uh, History Channel. He's like, that's bloody brilliant, mate. He's like, you get paid for that? I said, no. And he's like, you should be. That's badass. So we, we went live, and he, we spent an hour and had a hard break at the end of the hour and said, all right, guys, now turn the channel, turn me off and turn on Ancient Aliens on History Channel because his episode is going live right now. Those of you that are on the West Coast, you got three hours to wait. So, you know, go back and play this again and then go live. <laughs> so that was quite the same thing with Giorgio Sukalos when he came on to do his um, – uh, his tour on the boat. Oh, we yeah. Yeah, yeah. At, we planted it at half past the hour. So when we got done, season 12 was starting right then. At, and we told everybody, now turn off your tel- the, the computer, turn on your television or go to to there and you can watch the, the season 12 or 13, 12. Season 12 goes live now because it was two years ago. It was when I turned 50. So it'll be three years ago because I'm going to be 53 in September. So it was three years ago in September or, or in this same time because it was supposed to be ending on my birthday. I was supposed to be in Croatia with them on the on the boat. But um, uh, two people b- uh, had to back out. You had him. Um, you had uh, Childress and you had uh, Von Daniken. Von Daniken got um, had something happen and he couldn't go. And then Childress got sick <laughs> and he couldn't go. So Sukalo said, screw it and returned everybody's money. So now I can't, it can't be just me. Can't be just me. What's that other that guy, area. uh, red fern or, uh, something fern or something red. I forgot his name. Uh, he's a bald guy, um, on ancient aliens. He did a few episodes, uh, on there. I forgot his name, something fern or something red. Um, I can't quite sure. call. He's uh, written a few books, but I forgot his name. I know name. you're talking. Was he the English guy with the one uh, piercing in the left ear? Uh, no, no. He's bald. There's one guy's bald, blue eyes. He has one loop in his left ear, and he's English. I oh, it could be English. him. It could yeah. be him. Uh, I can't. I can't. He's recall. written a couple it's books. Been, and, yeah, it's yeah. been a while since I watched uh, Ancient Aliens. But uh, for me, it just seems sounds, like it sounds like that. So that's why I was saying that. I don't know what his name is. It sounds like yeah. Okay. So let's Nick, go ahead. Nick and, Fern or Nick Red or something like that. Um, I think oh, it's the Pope. Person. Are you talking about Nick Pope? No, no, I'm not talking about Nick Pope. I, I'm not really a big fan of Nick Pope. You know, he was a uh, government agent for like years and years and years. And he, he knows, knows information and, you know, he's just out dangling the carrot in front of people's faces and he has the information. But of course, through, right. uh, you know, non disclosure. Well, you know, that's just that, like. The, right. the, the, this, this, I don't like, like that. What's his name? The guy that is from your Canadian uh, country, but he tells you that. 
Oh, that's he uh, our pretend. defense minister. Yeah, yeah, he's uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I can't. Yeah, they, I don't remember his name, but yeah, I forgot but his I spoke name to now. him, and he was in because I said, "You know far more than you're telling." I said, "I know a lot of stuff that I don't tell," and he says, "That's because you know probably some of the stuff I know, and we can't tell that stuff." Yeah, like, well, people yeah. aren't going to believe it anyways. Yeah, he's like, okay, then you do know some things, and so he actually told people that live. He said, "Look, there are just some things I still can't tell you." Yeah, Nick Pope has said the same thing. He said, uh, you know, because of the non-disclosure agreements and stuff that he signed, mm -hmm. uh, he can't talk about it, right? But, you know, for me, the way I see it is that for him to be in front of the camera and be talking about this and knowing the information that he knows, right, and he can't share that, it's kind of like, you know, a teaser, right? Like, you know, dropping a right. carrot in front of your face, that. and I don't appreciate stuff, that. See, the right? only stuff that I talk about... That's why I don't follow him or watch him or anything like that. I don't for me, that I know is the stuff that I know no one's going to believe because yeah. when I say it, people go, oh, dude, it can't be like that. And I'm like, okay, yeah. I mean, you know. For me, he can, <laughs> you know, he could also, you know, be a mold that's been placed into the... Uh, you I know, thought that about everybody, including Dr. Stephen yeah. Greer. I mean, yeah. you know, I said With this. Nick Pope is, uh, you know, almost, uh, you know, for me, it's almost guaranteed because he was already involved with them for like 20 some odd years. And then for them to, you know, declassify him over there and then say, okay, you're retired, but undercover, you go and infiltrate this community and, uh, you know, spread right. fake information or, uh, you know, mislead them in some ways or something like that. For that so, particular I reason, I just simply cannot, Good, I cannot Smith, trust them. Uh, all those guys, everybody out there, because, you know, you heard people go, oh, they're fake or that, you know, I even said, my brother said, bro, why are the government's all of a sudden not whacking people off? They're just letting mm -hmm. these people tell shit. Yeah. Like, either they're a plant and they're trying to drive the narrative they want or they're or at this point they're going, OK, it, they're going to find out. We might as well try and control what we can while we can. That's yeah. why it pissed me off when I found out that they're going to try and just take all the aliens out of the whole shebang and say, well, the UFOs were us from the future. You guys were right in that part. Mm -hmm. There wasn't any aliens. Uh, and, and that's, that's exactly what I mean. Right? That's exactly what I mean. Right? And, well, uh, and that's what they're, that's you know, what they're for that reason. Now. I just simply can't yeah. uh, I can't trust any of these guys that uh, that are on TV uh, talking yeah. their shit, because uh, for me, you know, it seems more like they're interested in money and right. uh, and followers and, uh, you know, things like that more so than uh, actual knowledge, because because, uh, right. you know, these guys have like like Nick Pope, for instance, you know, even Dr. Greer, supposedly. Right. Uh, you know, has all this information, but we right. know that uh, Dr. Greer is a CIA asset and uh, we know that Nick Pope was, uh, you know, part of minister. the British government, uh, <laughs> you know, for like long. He wasn't a defense minister, but he worked for the defense minister in that UFO thing for, you know, right. like 18, 20 years or so. You know, for for me, right. you know, that's like some pretty deep roots into the government. And then for you to like suddenly, you know, do a 360 and come onto our side and start telling us the truth, you know, for me, you know, it really doesn't jibe well and it doesn't sit well either. It's not I'm bashing Nick Pope or anything. I'm just saying that, you know, no, no, I, agree I can't trust him because of the fact trust? that he has those, uh, you know, that back, uh, you know, that past behind him. And, uh, right. you know, not only that, like I said, he knows things and he can't talk about them. And just to see him on front of the camera, it really irritates me because, you know, I know he knows things and he can't talk about them, but here he is, you know, talking and saying, oh, you know, what if, what if, you know, this happened over here and that happened over here instead of saying, you know, hey, we have proof that this happened and we have proof that this happened. But of course, you can't do right. that. Right. So simply for that reason, um, you know, I can't take him serious because. Uh, well, you know, see, and they all do that. That's why I don't me. usually follow them. And, and, you know, that's, that's one of the like reasons people why I stopped watching the, the, well. the stuff for, you know, that Zachariah Stitchin. Nope. I've never read a damn thing that, that yeah. man wrote. I've never. 
never read a Von Daniken book. I haven't. I don't. I don't subscribe yeah. to any of that stuff. Yeah, I read because a, of that same reasons yeah. that you were talking about. Yeah, okay. I read a lot but of books. Other than that, uh, you know, yes, I did read The Law of One, <laughs> which is what we're here to talk about. Yeah. So let's let's get into that because now we're already like thirty minutes, uh, almost thirty minutes into the show. This was intro, and uh, my name is Omar, coming at you from uh, somewhere in British Columbia, Canada. In front of right. you is the white bearded podcaster, Leonard O'Neill, coming at you from somewhere in California. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I'm going to share my screen here, guys, and we're going to go ahead and let me make sure I share the audio here. We didn't check this to see if it sounds all screwed up now, did we? Now that I've took off that microphone, well, this might be, you guys might be far away, so let's play this uh, and see if the audio works right. And if it doesn't, I'm going to have to plug in the microphone and put it up in between the speakers like I did last time. So since, let, me, let me see if you can hear it. Here's a test. Cross your fingers. Oh, no, I can't hear you can't hear it at all, right? No, I can't hear it at all. All right, now I gotta unwind this thing and do what I had to do last time. So when I have this plugged, or in, bring the speaker down to you, like you did last time. Um, well, I also had this. I could try that, but I also had. I don't think it's gonna be picked up on this microphone because I had the small microphone, the lapel mic, uh, plugged in. So even if I move them down here, I don't believe that it's gonna be loud enough. But let me try. And if it's not, if it doesn't work, then I'll plug in the um, microphone and put it in between them. So here we go. Yeah, I can't hear. Okay, hold on. I need to turn the sound off on my phone because people are texting me now. Okay, so you can't hear anything, right? I'll have to plug no. in the... So give me a second here to uh, turn off the sound on my phone, which I didn't do before. So people will stop trying to talk and text. That's like really strange as how it doesn't... Uh... You know, share this it works fine sound. when I have the other microphone plugged in. And so I'll have to just do that right now. So I have to untwist this. Hold on. And now I'll have to plug this in. Oh, it's going to mess up the, the uh, speakers too. Darn it. Because I can't plug this microphone in. The same time, I have to plug it in with this, and plug, this, into, and plug this into the to the USB port. When I do that, this has the speakers as well, so it'll it'll turn the speakers off, and those speakers are USB port speakers. So I'll have to put the headset back on now. It's like uh, Snoop Dogg <laughs> said, uh, you know, if it ain't one thing, it's a motherfucking another. <laughs> right, that's true. That is true, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, indeed, it is. <laughs> Okay, so now what I'll have to do is plug in the headset. I should have threw the uh, beep. <laughs> oh, no, if I do that, if I plug in the headset with this, it'll turn off those speakers for the headset. So what I'm going to have to do is plug in that microphone and, and grab it and pick it back up and hold it up to talk when I need to talk. So hold on. All right, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, so what I'm going to have to do is just set it in between and turn it on. So let me do that and get a sound chest, okay? okay? Okay. Now I hear myself. That's good. Yeah. 
Okay, so what I'll have to do then is is do that in between and then just pick it up to hold it up to my to my face so that you guys can hear me hear me speak. Okay, sorry guys, technical difficulties, right? And now my camera's turned off because I got everything screwy. <laughs> there you go. I was bumping everything. My are. camera turned off. <laughs> okay, so I, then uh, when you speak, just know that if you're going to tell me, hey, you know, something, you're going to hear yourself uh, until I move the microphone away from the speakers. Because <laughs> right now, if I'm sitting here and you say something, you probably will too. So I'm turning them towards each other. So maybe that'll cut the sound down just enough. But I'll set this microphone there. All right, guys. Sorry about the technical difficulties. I don't know why it, it does work if I have the headset and that uh, plugged in. But for some reason today when I said share sound, it didn't default to the internal speakers or something. I don't know because it worked fine when I was uh, talking to Clarence. It's like when I come on your show, it works. But when I'm on mine doing the operating, being the, the uh, producer, it doesn't work the same. The sound isn't that weird that's weird yeah very weird maybe you should uh go to these guys's page and drop a message and uh, maybe they'll help you do a uh, uh figure it out right yeah, like yeah a do a tutorial or something on it yeah um yes finn i did get your link sorry um we're not going to play that on here though today we're going to do that when we do the other show we're going to play it there all right guys i'm going to go over here and go in full screen and we'll start session over over here of the law of one in session 75 and we'll see how far we get okay so let me go over here and go into fix that to full screen so that um, you guys can see that. Right? In full screen. And I didn't want to do that, but I'll do that. Hold on. All right. Now I got my everything all screwy here. There we go. Sorry. I apologize for that. Okay. So let me also pull that back so we start over here. And put the microphone down so that you guys can actually um, hear it. All right, so here we go. This is Law of One, uh, session 75. It was done, it was, uh, taped October 31st on Halloween 1981. Okay, so uh, before you begin, there's... It's okay, go ahead. And in the light of the one infinite creator, we communicate now. Question 75.1. Questioner, could you first please give me the condition of the instrument? Answer, I am Ra. It is as previously stated with some slight lessening of the reserve of vital energy due to mental emotional distortions regarding what you call the future. Question 75.2. Questioner, I felt that this session was advisable before the instrument as her hospital experience. She wished to ask a few questions, if possible, about that. First, is there anything that the instrument or we might do to improve the hospital experience or to aid the instrument in any way with respect to this? Answer, I am Ra. Yes. There are ways of aiding the mental-emotional state of this entity with the notation that this is so only for this entity or one of like distortions. There is also a general thing which may be accomplished to improve the location which is called the hospital. The first aiding has to do with the vibration of the ritual with which this entity is most familiar and which this entity has long used to distort its perception of the one infinite creator. This is an helpful thing at any point in the diurnal period but is especially helpful as your sun body removes itself from your local site. The general improvement of the place where the performance of the ritual of the purification is to be performed is known. We may note that the distortion towards love, as you call this spiritual emotional complex which is felt by each for this entity, will be evade whether this is expressed or unmanifest as there is no protection greater than love. 
question 75.3 so uh before you go any further here i just want to say that uh when he refers to uh sun body uh you know he's uh referring to uh you know the energy of the body the uh, light body right right yes the sun body right absolutely good call to perform the banishing ritual of the lesser pentagram in the room in which she will be occupying in the hospital. Hey, wait a minute right here. Go ahead. So uh, people may not be aware of the meaning of a uh, lesser pentagram. I was uh, just about to grab it and stop myself. Yeah. Go ahead. The uh, lesser pentagram, essentially, it is a ritual. So uh, it's, uh, you know, the lesser banishing ritual of the pentagram is a ceremonial magic ritual uh, devised and used by the original order of the Golden Dawn that has become a mainstay in uh, modern occultism. So it's basically in uh, you know, layman's terms, it is a uh, magic ritual. And they're using that as protection for Carla. Uh, That's to, right. To, yeah, just to make sure that whatever that entity is that is in the fourth dimension occupying the same space trying to kill her can't in fact kill her <laughs> yeah and the thing about magic is that uh, you know you can use it for positive and negative like all things and in this case they're using it more for uh, you know a positive quotation than uh, you know for a negative purpose so i just wanted to let people know if they've never heard that before they're like what yeah, the fuck just is that lesser pentagram? pentagram just the word pentagram scares people let's just like uh, people look at a pentacle um, which I actually have tattooed on my um, right forearm, on the back of my right uh, arm. I had to look to make sure. And um, people look at that and they think it's the satanic star. And it's yeah. the satanic star is the inverted. With the, it's the five-pointed star with the, uh, with, instead of the, the top point being pointed upward, it's pointed downward. And yeah. that's how the goat head fits in there because the goatee, the bottom beard, goes down into that upside down so that's akin to an upside down cross mm -hmm. they took the cross and they flipped it upside down they took the the next biggest religion at the time which was the hebrew and the uh, the uh, uh a pagan religion and both of them have a star with a circle around it the difference being that the star of david is two triangles one facing up and one facing down where the the pagan a star is a is a triangle that is completely um it's it's like not work it's one one yeah. entire line and essentially crosses what that, over and back behind everything yeah and essentially what that means is that as above so below yeah it actually does mean that right. and <laughs> it, uh, it does. yeah yeah and it means the the five points it's the five points which are you know the the uh, north star plus the compass points mm -hmm. so that's it why can it also related to uh, Saturn with the uh, four corners of the earth the four rivers. Uh, you know, Absolutely. the Vatican, Vatican uses that symbol. Yep. Uh, um, there's uh, that symbology is everywhere. Yeah. And, you know, you have to realize, guys, that, that every symbol that is out there, that even the symbols that were good, the, the cabal tries to corrupt into evil symbols, just like, you know, the symbol where I'm making it, but you guys can't see me because I don't have my camera on right now. I mean, I do, but just hold on. It's like the I love you, Satan. I love you, Satan. Yeah, the I love you thing, they use that as a Satan symbol in the cabal, in the in the Illuminati. Yeah. So they take everything and they just, uh, they just beat it, it to death. Yeah. Yeah, they just beat it to death. Okay, so let's go ahead and, and continue. Let me take that big banner down there that says Ryan Rising on it. Um, and I put up in there, you know, if you have any questions, guys, type them in the chat. So we'll, we'll stop at any point you guys want us to stop for clarification. Okay, here we go. This is correct. 
question 75.4. Questioner, I was wondering about the operating room. That might be very difficult. Would it be helpful there? Answer, I am Ra. This is correct. We may note that it is always helpful. Therefore, it is not easy to posit a query to which you would not receive the answer which we offer. This does not indicate that it is essential to purify a place. The power of visualization may aid in your support where you cannot intrude in your physical form. Question 75.5 Questioner, I see the way to do this as a visualization of the operating room and a visualization of the three of us performing the banishing ritual in the room as we perform it at another location. Is this the correct procedure? That's pretty cool what he's saying. This is one correct method of achieving... Sorry, hold on. That's uh, pretty cool what he was saying. He's saying that uh, they're visualizing doing this magic ritual in the uh, hospital room. And, uh, you know, they're not going to physically do it, right? But, uh, you know, like an astral projecting kind of deal, right? They're, uh, that's how they're going to carry out this ritual. But notice what Ross said, uh, you know, on this, uh, you know, just right above this. Uh, you know, he said, you're not going to, you know, like the answer which we offer is because right now Carla is compromised because, uh, you know, whatever answer Ra gives her, she's going to try to interpret it so that it benefits her more so than what, you know, the, uh, the query really means at the end of the day. Right. That's right. what he said. You know, you're not going to receive the answer which we offer because, you know, right now you're mentally compromised right so right. you know if you're if you get an answer that's bad you're going to try to twist that in your favor right so that's essentially what he means by that up above there right and you know that shows that you know just like remote viewing remote healing and things like that does work as well you don't have to physically be there uh to actually do that stuff i do that all the time i was a reiki master teacher and there was a question that came up um, because uh, when I was got my first two attunements, that was you know 27 years ago and in person. Uh, so I was talking to um, my teacher who actually had done that, and this was about three years ago, four four years ago now maybe. And she said, "What do you think about all these people doing um, you know these Reiki?" Um, uh, you know, giving people Reiki one, two, and three, and four, and or one, two, and three. Some of them do four and five because they they split up the master teacher thing uh, from a distance. And I'm like, I said, I haven't, I haven't, you know, tried that. But we heal from a distance. Why would we not be able to attune somebody from a distance? So I actually went online and found this woman in Australia and um, had her redo. I paid her to redo one, two, and then three and four. It's basically three, you become master teacher, but she splits up and will give you the master, but not the teacher certificate with the master certificate until you've been a master for six months. She wants you to be, to practice being a master teacher before she'll give you the teacher title, which I think it was a fabulous idea. At first I was like, well, why? And then afterwards, when you realized how crazy the entombment was, I was mm -hmm. like, okay, <laughs> I get this because I had been through one and two and I, I barely felt a bump up in energy. And then when three hit me, I got screwed up because of the time change and I didn't know when she was going to be doing it. Then all of a sudden, one day I was like glowing red. My hands were almost glowing on fire. And I was like, whoa, they must be doing the attunement. So then I typed into a message to her and she answered me about an hour later and said, yeah, we just did you. I was like, okay, because, man, I tell you, I was going through some craziness. It was the most intense thing I had ever felt. Yeah. Okay. And then so I had my ex-wife do the same thing. And she and, and, and I said, and don't 
don't have don't pay attention to when she says it's going to happen and i want you to to like tell me what you feel and when you feel it so one day she called me up and was like dude i don't know if they're doing it but this is insane i said type her in the chat and say you're confused and when was it i'll bet she's going to say we just did you mm-hmm. and the same thing happened she said oh my god so you don't have to be in a person's presence if you and she's not doing it just her with, with the way she does it is she has a, a school. So she over in Australia has four or five or 10 masters mm-hmm. that sit down and attune each student that's supposed to be attuned that day. And then she writes about it and sends it to you and says, this is what happened while we were doing your attunement. Oh, wow. So it's pretty badass, yeah, right? Yeah. And I'm telling you, it was so, so healing it can be done at a distance because, you know, they've they've said people in a waiting room uh, that are, are sitting there praying for their loved ones. The surgeries always go better than someone who doesn't have anyone there for them. Well, yeah, that makes more sense, too, because, uh, you know, we pretty much all of us uh, share the same uh, source of energy. So, uh, you know, your energy is my energy. My energy is your energy. So if I can think about it and, you know, manipulate that energy into doing what I wanted to do, you know, the distance between us is uh, besides the fact, right? right? Because we're, we're connected. Well, what do they call that in, uh, in physics when there's two objects that react the same way when, you know, they could be light years apart. Uh, that's, that's the, um, I forgot the, the term. What they I just, I just said it. I just said it a little while ago. That, that is, um, um, um oh shit. I, it's uh, Einstein's theory of, of, uh, um, relativity. No, no, it's not relativity. It's like when you have one atom and you have another atom and you can put them like light years apart or into a next room and they'll both behave the same way. Um, I forgot what it's called. I'll look it up. But, uh, you know, that's kind of what I mean right. with, with energy. Is Debbie, hold on, Debbie Caldwell. So uh, uh, she's Col- Caldwell said she can hear us both fine, but raw is not very loud. <clears throat> I've been having that problem and I can't figure out what the deal is. So. Um, let me put my camera back on over here so that you can see me. Um, I'm actually holding the microphone right now up to my face to talk, which I normally would just have on my lapel. And this microphone I'm putting in between the speakers. So I have, if you look, I have a, oh, wrong way. I have a plug <laughs> and I'm, I'm stacking it on the plug so that it's up a little bit higher. So those speakers are, are, cause it's right in between the speakers, but the speakers are about right about there just a little bit higher and it's all they're all this high because too tall so <laughs> i'm putting it in there so i'll try to endeavor to get raw a little bit louder by putting it a little closer to the speakers maybe i'll set it on top and hang it over the edge or something we'll see if that happens if that works okay so let's get back to that let me put the screen back up here and uh, we'll see if that's any louder for you maybe this we have the sound down over here too let me check the sound here no that's up all the way over here <clears throat> I could turn it up more over here. I'm down low, so let me do that on the soundboard here. And then uh, we'll see if it is louder for you. So it's going to be loud for me, but I can deal with that. 1075.6. Questioner, is there a better method than that? Answer, I am Ra. There are better methods for those more practiced. For this group, this method is well. Question 75.7. Questioner. I would assume those more practiced would leave their physical bodies and, in the other body, enter the room and practice the ritual. Is this what you mean? Answer, I am Ra. This is Question 75.8. Go ahead. 
uh, you know, he's just saying uh, leave their physical bodies and in the other body, right? And I find that quite interesting. And the way I interpret right. that is that, you know, when you leave your body, you occupy like another shell, and that shell would be your light body because in your purest form, uh, you know, you're part of the whole and your energy and within that whole. But when you take a physical form, right there, there's like a like a layers of physicality where you can have this physical body, and then when you leave this body, you turn into a light body. And I think that's what he means by this: is that they enter their other light body and they go in uh, to the operating room to uh, you know practice this or carry out this ritual to uh, banish this entity that's trying to uh, fuck around with Carla. Right. Yeah. And, you know, I had that happen, guys, in real life where I was in an emergency room on the operating table. And as I was going out from, I've talked about this several times, I, you know, they put the gas on me and I was going out <clears throat> and it could have swore uh, that I saw um, Renee, the born intuitive, standing next to me at the operating table. And she said, um, hi, I'm here and I've brought help. They're trying to kill you. And we're here to protect you. And I thought it was the gas and I was just seeing shit and having like a dream, you know, I'm already half out. So if I'm having illusions or this, you know, or, or just, you know, my brain is tripping, I was okay with it. So when I woke up after the surgery and they had, by the time they got me out of recovery and back to my room, I'm sitting there going, wow, that was a weird dream that I had. Why did I dream <laughs> of Renee? Right. Of all people, why would I dream of Renee in my, uh, you know, to come save me. So then my phone rings and, I, and I, it's Renee. <laughs> I was like, Hey, and she's like in New York or somewhere. I'm in California. She's on the other side of the country. She says, did you see me in the operating room when I, when I, when I got there? And I was like, yeah, what were you doing here? And she's like, obviously I wasn't there. They wouldn't let me in the operating room. She says, I asked her projected because they were trying to kill you. And I brought help. I said, that wasn't a dream. She goes, no, no, that was real. That happened. <laughs> Crazy. I remember you telling me about this before. Yeah, that's insane. Right. But she was there and she brought a bunch of people with, uh, with them and they were surrounding me all with their backs to me. And she had, she was facing me and there was some man next to the doctor who was facing me right behind the doctor. And he wasn't a part of the surgery team. Right. He was he was actually he looked more military and he did not have any masks on or any gown or anything. Right. And he was there watching as well. Uh, and it was like as if he was protecting the doctor more than me. Right. To keep the doctor mm -hmm. from killing me, I guess, or making sure nobody screwed up his his uh, his whatever. Right. So what yeah. you got here, you're sharing something. What is that? Um, I was just thinking, uh, just responding to Debbie, if you want, you can put your headset in and I can share my screen. And uh, I have it uh, positioned to where you have it right now. If it makes the audio a bit better and makes it easier for you, let's see if it does. So I, I now I don't have my uh, microphone up to the speaker, so it shouldn't matter. So go ahead and press play, bro, and see if it's louder. What happened? There it is. Take to the hospital without someone holding her hand. Would this be a safe practice? Well, it's Answer, fine for me. I am I not. Everybody else. We might suggest <laughs> that the instrument may pray with safe. Maybe you want to turn your speaker down in the background a bit. Or put so now they're too loud. On. I got to move them away now, right? Yeah. I, I hear <laughs> Hold on. Let me put them back up on the shelf, right? Now that we don't need them. So, uh, so Debbie, let us know if, if you heard his uh, louder than mine when, when he was playing it. But only meditate with another entity's tactile protection. Question 75.9. Questioner, the instrument would like to know what she can do to improve the condition of her back as she feels it will be a problem for the operation. Answer, I am Ra. 
As we scan the physical complex we find several factors contributing to one general distortion experienced by the instrument. Two of these distortions have been diagnosed, one has not, nor will the entity be willing to accept the chemicals sufficient to cause cessation of this distortion you call pain. In general we may say that the soul modality addressing itself specifically to all three contributing distortions, which is not now being used, as that of the warmed water which is moved with gentle force repeatedly against the entire physical complex while the physical vehicle is seated. This would be of some aid if practiced daily after the exercise period. Question 75.10 Questioner, did the exercise of the fire performed before the session help the instrument? Answer, I am Ra. There was some slight physical aid to the instrument. This will enlarge itself as the practitioner learns teaches its healing art. Further, there is distortion in the mental-emotional complex which feeds the vital energy towards comfort due to support which tends to build up the level of vital energy as this entity is a sensitive instrument. Question 75.11 Questioner, was the exercise of the fire properly done? Answer, I am Ra. The baton is well visualized. The conductor will learn to hear the entire score of the great music of its art. Question 75.12 Questioner, I assume that if this can be fully accomplished that exercise will result in total healing of the distortions of the instrument to such an extent that operations would be unnecessary. Is this correct? Answer, I am Ra. No. Question 75.13. <laughs> Question. Is correct? No. <laughs> Just a straight up answer of uh, no, right? Uh, you know, essentially what he's saying is that the uh, physical body has to um, play with the rules of physics of this earth, right? From uh, cradle to grave. And if it gets sick, you have to give it proper nourishment. You have to give it calciums and vitamins and minerals and kind of what have you. So even if you try to visualize that you're healing to a degree that's going to work, but your body still requires that physical, uh, you know, vitamins and things like that, like because you can't imagine up vitamins for your body because you know we do occupy a three D physical reality here. Right. 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 Definitely. You can hear me now, right? Still. Yeah, I can hear you, brother. Okay. Because I, I want to make sure it didn't screw things up. I had to change the setting and put it into my ears again. Um, so that way you, you won't hear the reverb of, of yourself talking <laughs> on, the, on the thing. Or raw being too loud. Since now that I don't need those speakers, I just went ahead and put on my headset. Yeah, maybe that's what we'll do next time, too. I was just right? thinking if that it just, yeah, if it just makes it easier. Makes it easier. Yeah. Because if I can't figure it out, why even mess with it? If you can get it to work like that and it works better. Yeah, we should have thought about this. We yeah, should have thought about this. About yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Debbie says, uh, you know, it's uh, is good now. Um, yeah. So it'll be up to you in the background since we switch positions. So when things come up and you want to Google them and uh, come up with bits yeah, of be, information to share. Part, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we just reverse some roles here share, for now. We're going to share the producer <laughs> role, right? <laughs> That's good, bro. I'm okay with that. That's funny right there. I don't care who you are. What else is necessary? The instrument's acceptance. Answer, I am Ra. This is correct. The case with this instrument being delicate since it must totally accept much which the limitations it now experiences cause to occur involuntarily. This is a pre-incarnative choice. Question 75.14 Questioner, the instrument would like to know why twice during the 
Benedicta's portion of the music she sang in a group concert that she experienced what she believes to be a psychic attack. Answer, I am Ra. This is not a minor query. 1. We shall first remove the notations which are minor. In the vibrating, which you call singing, of the portion of what this instrument hallows is the mass which immediately precedes that which is the chimp called the Hosanna, there is an amount of physical exertion required that is exhausting to any entity. This portion of which we speak is termed the Sanctus. We come now to the matter of interest. When the entity Jehoshua, too, decided to return to the location called Jerusalem for the holy days of its people, it turned from work mixing love. I just want to quickly say if uh, nobody understood what he just said, um, he said um, uh, Joshua. Um, it, oh, right. Uh, right yeah, yeah. It, uh, you know, he uh, kind of just like said that really, really fast, right? Kind of sounded like uh, uh, Sasawa or something like or, that. Yeah, or sometimes they say it, well, they say it, if, they, if, you, if they say it, Yeshua, that's closer to the way that they actually spoke back then. Yeah, it was actually Yahshua, but Yeshua would be um, another version, depending on whether you're Eastern or Western in that region. Yeah, so uh, this... don't ask me why I know that dialect, but I do. <laughs> it's stupid, the... crazy, right? Yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> so the yeah, sentence yeah. sentence Go goes: uh, When the entity Joshua decided yeah. to return to the location called Jerusalem, because I, I kind of, if I wasn't reading that, I would have uh, missed that. So I thought I'd clear that up love and wisdom and embraced martyrdom which is the work of love without wisdom the hosanna as it is termed and the following benedictus as that which is the written summation of what was shouted as jehoshua came into the place of its martyrdom the general acceptance of this shout hosanna to the son of david hosanna in the highest blessed is he who comes in the name of the lord by that which is called the church has been a misstatement an occurrence which has been perhaps what was that, Leo? That's actually a hymn uh, in the Catholic Church, uh, what he was just saying, and a prayer uh, that he was just saying right there. It was Hosanna in, in the highest, and all of that, what he was just saying, is literally right out of the uh, Catholic Bible. Hosanna to the Son of David. Hosanna yep. is the highest. Yep. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Yep, that's actually a prayer that is spoken by the whole congregation yeah. in, in, a, in a Mass. Uh, and uh, like Easter and um, um, Christmas and a few other masses along the year uh, that has to deal with David and everything that was going on there. So that's mm -hmm. actually any Catholic would be like, oh, yeah, I know that I can sing that because I do, <laughs> we've done it our whole lives. <laughs> so and again, I, like he was singing, what he was saying with singing is that it creates a vibration. Yeah. Right. So, uh, you know, that's really what he's. That's why the hymns in the Bible. There's a whole book called hymns, and it's all yeah. songs. And people don't even realize that they know the words to it because a lot of folk singers here in America have um, sang them. You know, like that that song. You know, uh, Elvis. Uh, Elvis has done a lot of them. You know, the one yeah. that the you know if to every season a change. That's a hymn from the Bible. Dolly Parton. Dolly Parton has done it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A lot of country singers, a lot of yeah. pop singers, rock singers throughout. Bob the, the, Seger, I think. Bob Seger has. Yeah, yeah. even um, um, like Bruce, the Springsteen. Doors, Bruce Springsteen, the Eagles. Um, yeah, the, yeah. The, uh, the Doors, uh, the Who or the Doors? The Who's, the Who, not the Doors, the Who. Yeah, yeah. The Who did it, yeah. So yeah, people don't know that they're uh, hymns Brittany, from the Bible. Yeah, Britney Spears, Spears recently. Uh, Justin Timberlake has done the same thing. Uh, yeah. uh, what's his name? Uh, 
uh, Justin Bieber, I believe. Yeah, Bieber that. did too. Yep. Yeah, yeah. People don't realize that some of the songs they sing are out of the Bible. Those are yeah. who, those people who are. I don't know about all, all the all the Christian faiths, but in the Catholic religion, you have that there. I know that some Christian faiths use that book as well, and and uh, and do sing because they all have choirs. Yeah, uh, you know what I mean. And the pagans even took a lot of the hymns and changed them. You know, you hear the song uh, "As We Gather at the River." That's a mm -hmm. that's a hymn out of the Bible. And the pagans change that to as we gather at the fire or as we gather at the circle. Um, and they just, you know, they've gone very pagan. So if you see the Wiccans, uh, are the, that's sort of the, the pagans and the Wiccans, they've gone very Christian. It could be the, the um, five years. it could be the opposite of that, where the Christians took it from the pagans, because we have to remember that uh, Christianity kind of evolved out of paganism. Right. Yeah, well, paganism uh, was incorporated, older, but they but, didn't have any hymns into yeah. it. The, the hymns that they sang weren't those. They were the older than oh, a lot I of them okay. weren't saying. Yeah, no, yeah. I noticed that because when I, being brought up Christian, then getting into the pagan uh, uh, Wiccan and, and Druid religions, and then I saw them start doing that, and I questioned if they were ancient songs that they sang, and they were like, well, no, and so they admitted <laughs> that they took this, they were just changed, they did what the Satanists did, they just took uh, their religion just and, and it. borrowed it, yeah, they yeah. borrowed it from the, but then again, the Christian religion borrowed every part of its religion from someone yeah. else. Yeah, so, yeah. Like Christianity and Islam are pretty much the same religion but just one yeah. believes that uh yeah, jesus was a prophet and the yeah. other one believes that uh he's the son of god and is god right so that's the, the only difference yeah. between the catholics the two. believe he is god the christians believe he's the son of god yeah so and the, the muslims believe he's a prophet but yeah so the catholics are christians because <laughs> they follow christ but they believe christ is, is god the trinity the holy trinity father yeah. son, and the holy ghost is all one so he's god the rest of the Christians don't believe he's God. They believe he's the son of God. And I'm of the opinion that he said he's the son of man. He never said, I am the son of God. He never said that I am God. He always said that he was not. So yeah. I, I take him at his word instead of trying to put him in a position that he's not. Yeah. So he was just a prophet. That's it. He was, he I'm in the, <laughs> yeah, I'm in the opinion of uh, Michael Feely to where, you know, it's uh, consciousness. It's just uh, yep. you know, trying to describe a higher elevation of consciousness Absolutely. than, uh, the than anything is, else. I've told people when they say, what's your professional, um, you know, as a pastor, what's your professional opinion? And my professional opinion is it doesn't matter, first of all, what my opinion is. But secondly, it doesn't matter whether Jesus was real. It doesn't matter whether any of those people, whether Muhammad was real, doesn't matter if Moses it's the was idea. Real. It's, yeah, the, what they're trying to teach in their message is the most important thing. So yeah. whether or not that whole thing was made up and all these religions were invented doesn't matter as much as the message is sound. That's right. So follow the message instead of focusing on the individual and there'll be less war because it doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, a it's just a name. It's just a name. So, so Jesus and Muhammad were speaking the same book. Yeah, yeah, it's the same, uh, <laughs> same, same, same message. Thing. Yeah, same message. So, so there's room for both languages. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah. There's, yeah, there's room for both. Who cares? Yeah, whether Jesus said it or Muhammad said it, because they both were saying the same thing from the same God. Muhammad yeah. said it first. Jesus said it second. Who cares? It's okay to be okay. That's you know, like uh, being. Are you a Star Trek fan or a Star Wars fan? I'm like, I like both. Yeah, I don't have to too. choose. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I don't have. Where's the Britain that I? Have Which to wing choose? am I? Am I the yeah. left wing or am I the right wing? Yeah, no, exactly. I'm the fucking bird. I'm the bird, man. <laughs> I'm, I'm the, the bird. Yeah, I'll I'll incorporate I'll incorporate things from both sides. Yeah, if it makes exactly. sense to me, and what, if it works for me, then that's what I'll do. 
And this is what I've spoke about on this show. Uh, you weren't here for a few you know, episodes and on, uh, on when I'm talking to people individually is that I literally say that, and this is true, I have found, that's why I called everything the way on Orion Rising. You see there, if you go to the page mm -hmm. and I describe what the way is, and I'm doing that on my own channel, talking about the way. What I have realized, because when I was a kid, I said, Dad, are we Christian? And we lived across the street from a church. And he said, Son, you need to find out where you fit. Yeah. Go, go to these religions. If you want a religion, go and find these people. Go to their, to their church. Learn their doctrine. Talk to their uh, magi and see if any of them fit for you. Uh, and just do that through your life. So I took him serious and I did that. So when I look at all the religions, if you take them all, from across this entire planet, every religion from every time period in the world. And you take all of them, they all have the same message that they're teaching and they all have different parts. Yeah, and the message is all things should be. You, you have the you have the pagans, they have a little bit. You have the Christians, they have a little bit. You have the Muslims, they have the, almost the same as the Christians and the Jews. So those three religions are basically came from the same one. Then you have like uh, the Eastern philosophical thought of Zen and Taoism, Buddhism, and then you have the all of the pagans and all of the Vikings that have a different spiritual part, but they're working now towards the same thing that the uh, that the ancients were with the chakras and the meditations and all of that. So I realized, and many of us now, Neil Gore, when we talked from Portal to Ascension, he said the same thing, that we're starting to realize, hold on a second, I have to let my brother know that I'm live because my mom's not going to answer the phone. Hello, I'm live again today on talking about the law of one, talking about uh, spirituality. So I'll give you a call when I get off air, okay? All right, later. So um, I even talked to my brother about this because my brother's also a minister and we talk about this. If you take all of the religions of the planet and you, can, you put, literally shove them all together, take out all the crap that's bullshit that you know is bullshit from every single one, throw that garbage away, and then you take all of that other stuff that's left over, that's what we're supposed to be doing, all of that. You're yeah, supposed uh, to be praying. You're supposed to be your chakras. You're supposed to be uh, meditating. You're supposed to be eating the right foods. You're supposed to be being nice to each other and not killing each other and lying about things and stabbing each other. All of those things together uh, come up with, what is it? I call it the way. Yeah, and the, here it's called the law of one. <laughs> the the right? fundamental message of all the religions across the world is tolerance and love. And that's Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Right? That's uh, what he just said. Know, that's what Ra was yeah, just talking you about. Got, like, you're, your greatest, uh, your greatest defense in the world against anything is love. Yeah, yeah. Nothing can beat love because that's acceptance, that's tolerance. You're willing to accept, right. and uh, and and darkness can't, uh, you know, snuff that light out. Right. And you know, it, it, people talk about it all the time. There's a song by a very famous man who is dead now, who used to be in the Beatles. And what did he say? All you need is love. Yeah, good old John Lennon. John Lennon. That's right. <clears throat> He sang that song and somebody killed him for it. Yeah, no fucking guy. He should be put to death too. Oh, did I say that out loud? Yeah, <laughs> Unfortunately, it is more distorted than much of the so-called mass. There were two factions present to greet Jehoshua. Firstly, a small group of those which hoped for an earthly king. However, Jehoshua rode upon an ass stating by its very demeanor that it was no earthly king and wished no fight with Roman or Sad, you see. 
the greater number were those which had been instructed by rabbi and elder to make jest to this entity, for those of the hierarchy feared this entity who seemed to be one of them, giving respect to their laws and then, in their eyes, betraying those time-honored laws and taking the people with it. The chink for this instrument is this subtle situation which echoes down through your space-time and, more than this, the place that Hosanna holds as the harbinger of that turning to martyrdom. We may speak only generally here. The instrument did not experience the full force of the greeting which it correctly identified during the Hosanna, due to the intense concentration necessary to vibrate its portion of that composition. However, the Benedictus in this particular rendition of these words is vibrated by one entity. Thus the instrument relaxed its concentration and was immediately open to the fuller greeting. 1. It may seem that there is an excessive amount of personal and rather melodramatic material about psychic attack included here. We considered long and hard before deciding not to delete it. Our reason, Ra seems to suggest that any light worker will, if successful in this work, attract some sort of negatively oriented greeting. Therefore, we wish to share our experiences and Ra's discussion of them in hopes that the information might be helpful. 2. Ra has previously identified this name as the name of Jesus in biblical times. Question 75.15. Questioner, chink then. <clears throat> I didn't realize he pointed that out. Remember I said the dialect and the that was the way that he, they spoke his name mm -hmm. back then. And then if you watch um, uh, the modern version of the Passion of the Christ, which is all spoken in Aramaic, they say Yahshua, um, which the Jews got kind of annoyed with because Yahshua... Uh, it's not a Sanskrit name for Jesus. <laughs> mm -hmm. So they kind of they kind of went after uh, uh, what's his name for that. And he said to them that, no, it is a Sanskrit word. He said, you guys are taking the different dialect. And that's how I learned that. Remember, I said, don't ask me why I know. Yeah. That. Yeah. And that, and he said, you guys are taking the farther eastern dialect of sanskrit or of of uh, they were speaking farsi weren't they? Or, yeah, they were speaking farsi you're taking yeah. the you're taking the farther east farsi uh and they weren't he wasn't from there yeah and farsi is uh spoken in iran um, still is in yeah. afghanistan uh yeah. northern pakistan yeah. uh, parts of uh tibet and where's all that well see that's why they were saying because he was saying the tibetan area they mm -hmm. say it differently but he was saying but that's not where they were from he was from, where was he? He was Jesus of Nazareth. And where did he grow up and where did he live and where did he preach? It was all in the West. Yeah. Right. It was, it was in the far East, but it was all on the West side of the East. He was mm -hmm. just below Turkey. He was in Jerusalem. He was all in that area. So they would have said Yahshua. More than likely, he's uh, from Petra, from uh, Jordan. Well, I, I agree with that. I do agree yeah. with that. Yeah. Uh, for I those that uh, have been hearing this word, uh, Hosanna, uh, it means uh, king, yeah. right? Uh, or to be, uh, you know, lifted Exalted up. One. Right? Yeah. yeah, to be and lifted that's, up. That's why um, that's part of the lyric, and then we're talking about King David. Yeah. So they were saying Joshua yeah. uh, or Hosanna in the highest. Meaning, yeah. meaning, when you say that, that's when you say like he just said, lifted yeah. up to the elevated, highest level. Elevated. Right? elevated to priesthood or elevated to eldership or. Or you know something or... yeah something towards those lines so you know yeah. I, I didn't want you guys to uh you know be you know, confused funny, with that word right because uh, it's not a common have... word that you uh hear 
being being a, a a surviving Catholic, I should have actually translated that when I did not when I mentioned it earlier. So thank you for that. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> yeah. That's that was very unchristian like of me to not to explain that word what it meant. I was just assuming everybody knew it. And you're right. I was like, wait a minute, he's right. Why didn't I say that earlier? Yeah, oh, when I sorry. when I come when I see these uh, you know words and then through law of one, there's you know some words that people have not heard before. Right. So for me, you know, while we are um, you know, discussing this book, that's uh, one of the main things for me is to uh, highlight those words that come up that don't get used too often. And right. when people hear that, they're like, oh, well, what the fuck is a Hosanna? Right. right. And uh, well, instead of them. Coast, you know, yeah. Coast. And I, in fact, since I've read the law of one, I've only heard another human being say the word bellicose. Mm -hmm. uh, or, and that was yes today. Earlier today on the news. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? I was yeah. like, hey, look, there's that word that nobody uses. That means, <laughs> that means aggressive, violent tendencies. <laughs> a word that nobody uses. <laughs> hey, look, everybody, there's a word that no one uses. <laughs> yeah, they, there was many of those when you listen to Raw Talk. And and uh, uh, what's his name? The, the questioner. There's a lot of words that they use that not very many people on this planet yeah. use. That's because they're smart. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. Okay, I'll let's play again. As I understand it, was originally created by the decision of Jesus to take the path of martyrdom. Is this correct? Answer, I am Ra. This is, in relation to this instrument, quite correct. It is aware of certain overbalances towards love, even to martyrdom, but has not yet, to any significant degree, balanced these distortions. We do not imply that this course of unbridled compassion has any fault but affirm its perfection. It is an example of love which has served as beacon to many. For those who seek further, the consequences of martyrdom must be considered, for in martyrdom lies the end of the opportunity, in the density of the martyr, to offer love and light. Each entity must seek its deepest path. Question 75.16 Questioner, let me see, then, if I understand how the Orion entity finds a chink in this distortion. The entity identifying in any amount toward martyrdom is then opened by its free will to the aid of the Orion group to make it a martyr. Am I correct? Answer, I am Ra. You are correct only in the quite specialized position in which the instrument finds itself, that is, of being involved in and dedicated to work which is magical or extremely polarized in nature. This group entered this work with polarity but virtual innocence as to the magical nature of this polarity that it is beginning to discover. Question 75.17 Questioner, how was the Orion entity able to act through this linkage of the Hosanna? Was this simply because of mental distortions of the instrument at this period of time, because of that suggested by the music, or was it a more physical or metaphysical link from the time of Christ? Answer, I am Ra. Firstly, the latter supposition is false. This entity is not linked with the entity, Jehoshua. Secondly, there is a most unique circumstance. There is an entity which has attracted the attention of an Orion-like being. This is extremely rare. This entity has an intense devotion to the teachings and example of the one it calls Jesus. This entity then vibrates in song a most demanding version, called the Mass in B minor by Bar, of this exemplary votive complex of sound vibrations. The entity is consciously identifying with each part of this mass. Only thusly was the chink made available. As you can see, 
It is not an ordinary occurrence and would not have happened had any ingredient been left out, exhaustion, bias in the belief complexes, attention from an Orion entity, and the metaphysical nature of that particular set of words. Question 75.18. Questioner. Okay, just one second here, uh, Leo. Uh, sure. He just... Uh, he just was talking about the uh, symphony from uh, Bach. So uh, I just want uh, people to quickly hear what he's talking about because it's only uh, like a minute and 45 seconds so that they get an idea of what he's talking about. Right, right. <clears throat> okay, go ahead. Oh, it's an hour and 50 <laughs> well, that's right. You still play the first part. Yeah, for a few, about a minute. Really high notes in this, eh? Yeah. Did you see the subtitles that were on there? Let that play for a little bit more. Yeah. Because right after the intro, there'll be lyrics again. Watch. That's why the title Mass in B. Mm -hmm. Yeah, reminds me of Phil Collins. <laughs> well, Phil Collins is like that. Oh yeah, he's a brilliant guy. Yeah, he does all his music. Yeah, I mean he could be a composer like this if he wanted. Oh, absolutely. To. I'm sure he is. I wouldn't doubt it. There's a little girl. She started writing music like this. Mm -hmm. Big, big symphony music. She was 11 years old. Wow, that's a star seed. Yeah, yeah. She's really good. She's so good that she basically has made her way in life. So, you see guys, this lends 
is the idea that we, everything vibrates, everything has a tone. And when people write symphonies, sorry, I was leaning back there. When people write symphonies or they write like they did their hymns or symphony to a hymn, and you add that stuff together, <clears throat> it adds another aspect. Your voice is an instrument as well as the instruments that are being played. Mm -hmm. So your intentions in that song have to be true. Otherwise, you don't sell the song. You know, growing up, I was in choir. My brother was in choir, of course, um, not just in the church, but in school. In fact, my brother won like um, state uh, like two years in a row and not just him, but his whole choir. And they went to a nationwide stuff and came in like second or third place. They did really good. Uh, and for choir, I, I, we never competed. The one that I was, the choir was I was in, we didn't compete. So I'm not saying that I would have done better than my brother. I think he was a better singer than me. So <laughs> I think he was. Uh, he had more of a baritone range, and I was a tenor. He was baritone bass, and I and he has deeper voice than me. So I was I was tenor baritone. Um, so they have better parts for baritone bass than tenors. Tenors are basically the 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 uh, um, rhythm section of most songs. Yeah, <laughs> they are. They're the rhythm section. <laughs> so I mean, but that holds down everything as well, just like the drums do. Uh, and the bass guitar, people forget about the bass guitar because that's the tenor of uh, music. Yeah, know, but the, that as well, your your body becomes a uh, a beacon yeah. in itself because uh, number one, you're vibrating, yeah. and then when you introduce the uh, vibration of this type of uh, symphony music, mm -hmm. then you begin to vibrate at that high distortion as well. Right. And especially when you're involved in you know humming yourself, because if you go. Mm, you can feel that vibration going right through you. So when you're hitting like high notes and low notes, right, that's really tuning your, you know, your distortion. And then thus you become a beacon to, yeah. uh, you know, connecting with the ether or, uh, you know. Well, that's, that's why, uh, you know, getting into like the different religions, if you have your Western culture, Christian religions, they chant and it's not, not the same as other religions. You look at Islamic religion and when they do their, their, that's like one of the most beautiful sounds you'll ever hear. If you have an opportunity, look that up and, or go to a mosque and listen to mm -hmm. the prayer. I grew up with that. Done. Oh man, that yeah, gets I, to your soul. Yeah. I you used to, I, mean? uh, I used to actually call out the prayers uh, right. When I was uh, when I was younger, because, uh, you know, they prefer the sound of children right. because it has a, a higher note to it and uh, it has that pre-puberty voice. I to say it. you're still pure. Right. You still have that. Puberty. Yeah. You yeah. Haven't so, been corrupted by the planet yet. Yeah. So when there's that uh, five prayers a day, they usually like to get children to uh, call out those prayers. And I used to do that until I was, uh, you know, about 12 years old, 13 years old. Yeah, that's beautiful, and, uh, beautiful. Oh, it's very nice. It kind of reminds me of the same thing what we did last week where we were listening to the Vedic chants, yeah. uh, the uh, the alms that, uh, that Rob was talking about. And I was like, hey, wait a minute, let's listen to this. And uh, so we played that for a couple of minutes. And the uh, same thing he was talking about in the last chapter or in the last session. It's all about vibration and distortion and it's how you raise your uh distortion and uh you know and how you lower your vibration because you need to have a balance right you can't have too high of a vibration and you can't have too low of a vibration right, right? you need to have everything in balance right people say oh i'm vibrating at a very high distortion well you know that's kind of good in a way but on the other hand you know your body is not going to respond well to that because up until that time right your body's been vibrating at a particular distortion it's like driving a car and if you always drive that car at 60 kilometers an hour and you take it out on the highway and you punch it to 140, then, you know, the car is going to feel that. 
right? And the body is the uh, is the same thing because it's just a utility which we use to uh, interact with this frequency. Holy shit, I'm a poet and I didn't even know it. Yeah, you, know, <laughs> you just realized it, so you're a poet and you know it. <laughs> so we're uh, hour and 23 minutes in now. And uh, so I figured, you know, we, uh, you know, go up until, you know, up until like about this time, because we spent the first half an hour trying to figure out the uh, audio. Yeah, and, so we, so we figured you know, we we're talking. Hour, and, at least of the yeah, one, yeah. Last week it wasn't very good because we ended up talking for like 45 minutes and we played the rock <laughs> for like a couple of questions and that was, yeah, that was it. Yeah, yeah we it, was, excited, it was Omar's but, first day back. So yeah, we so we got 18, more, you know, yeah. Yeah, we got 18 questions in today. So, uh, you yeah. know, that's pretty good for, yep. uh, that's for, good. Our, for our usual. So we'll pick up on. 75.18 is it yeah. uh yeah 1.8 we'll pick that up uh next friday same place uh same area i really yeah, enjoyed I, this I, nice changed the, I think i changed uh, all the dates uh, so on the calendar so the calendar on orion rising the page reflects that we're going to be live at five instead of four o'clock and yeah. we are going to go live and continue going live until um you know until we have something happen but we don't think so like what um was talking to clarence yesterday and um this operating system operates slightly different than the other operating systems that we've been using and it's harder for facebook to cut us off yeah yeah it is because yeah. it's a third party coming in yep. right and they can't control that so we can it's really like when I use talk my, about anything uh, we want <laughs> yeah, when I, right when i use my operating yeah. system they can sever the connection that's right with this right? one they and, can't and this one they can't because it's yeah it goes through the company's browser yeah right and so it's a different url it's not us <laughs> yeah yeah exactly <laughs> right so this is a big we're corporation like, right they're yeah. not going to take the they're not going to cut the corporation off yeah so we're, we're streaming we're, remotely yeah like we're yeah. doing with instead of going directly through Facebook, that was our mistake to begin with, yep. right? And uh, live and learn, but uh, it's yep. good to know that uh, that they can't fuck with our streams anymore because uh, they yeah, have no the, control over it. Right. right. The only so thing we, I had happen to me was I had my uh, Wi-Fi go down and I rebooted and the stream was still going. That's the beauty of this. Yeah, I remember the same thing happened too. to me as well during my uh, five year. Yep. I had to yep. reboot my computer. Actually, I know Amy had knocked the, uh, uh, the router the off. She <laughs> yeah. unplugged the router. That was it. She unplugged the main router, yeah. Yeah. and uh, and then she plugged it in. And then well, see, uh, I came back, no and you, you and uh, Clarence was still talking away. I was like, oh, right on. Yeah, so I, I just never, went, I looked at it. Yeah. And I said, okay, he'll be back in a minute. So let's just keep going. Yeah, it right? was like Xplitter. <laughs> yeah, if it was like Xplitter or OBS or something, we yeah, would have been uh, done. Yeah, we would have been finished. So I, I like the fact that uh, these streams won't be interrupted, and yeah. we can really, you know, concentrate on bringing you uh, the truth and accurate information instead of having being worried in the back of our mind that hey, what if yeah. I say this and they cut yeah. our yeah, stream off? So that, yeah, you know, you're censoring in our head yeah. in front of us. Don't say this. Don't yeah. say that word. Don't say that word. Yeah. yeah. And that's like self-censoring, and uh, it really defeats the uh, purpose of what we are trying to do here is to bring forth information which is not really available on uh, the mainstream uh, everything, right? right. So, um, you know, it's, it's nice to know that that burden is being lifted. And, um, you know, and I'm, I'm quite happy with it. I bought their uh, yearly subscription. So, you know, I was that happy. Um, yeah. And the only reason I haven't is that I'm paying Zoom and Zoom, uh, I don't get, I don't have the, the ability to do, Oh, if you wanna, if you wanna use mine, I'll give you the passcode well, and because uh, well, there's the reason, uh, there's the like reason. a branding one, branding two, branding right. three, right? So you can put your own brand on one brand, and I can give you my password, and psh, off you go. And 
See, the only reason why I had that I kept Zoom is with Zoom paying them fourteen dollars uh, a, a month gives me one hundred people that I can put in the audience. Yeah. And here you only get ten. Yeah, yeah. And, only, and, and I don't really them, bring anybody. Ten anyway. Yeah, well, I don't. I do that. Like I don't bring stuff on uh, ancient aliens. Yeah, I do. Like I, I used to bring in like big crowds, right? Like five, six speakers at a time. And then I realized that bringing in that many people uh, kind of just defeated the purpose because they only got to speak for a few minutes. Right. And, you know, and then when you're going around the table and you got five, six people talking for like 10, 15 minutes, by the time it gets back to you, the subject's totally changed, right? So yep. I thought, you know, the maximum <laughs> I'm going to go with is like three people to four people on uh, on the screen at once. If I'm doing a show and, like this, where I won't do any, I'll do two, three, maybe four. Like yeah. 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 No, but and I'm, I'm and something... I, Go ahead. Yeah, and I usually I mostly use my link that uh, I send to uh, my guests. Um, I usually just post that link as well. So if somebody wants to come on and directly ask a question, right, that's fine. But uh, you know, beyond that, I'm I'm happy with streaming and having the crowd in uh, YouTube or in Facebook instead of uh, on Streamyard. Um, you know, right. for me, Streamyard is mostly used for you know, like I said, guests or you know, somebody wants to call in, ask a question, or have a quick discussion. Uh, beyond that, uh, you know, that's that's pretty much my limit with this. Um, right. You know, if I'm going to do a webinar, I, I would rather stream it. Uh, you know, Zoom is good for you know, till I get a hundred people in a room. That's really good for like private uh, webinars that uh, you don't intend to stream anywhere else. But you know, for me, you know, my whole intention is to stream everything. And right. uh, not keep nothing private, right? Uh, like with my well, YouTube channel, I have an option what for we're people doing. to join right. to see my material before anybody else sees it. But then I've been in conflict with that. And it's like, well, that kind of, you know, makes me two-faced because up until now I've been saying, you know, that my material is free. Sure, I need to make a little bit of money. But just because you paid $2 or $3, why should you have early access to the information that's going to be readily freely available tomorrow, right? right? So, you know, I'm kind of conflict. I have a conflict there, right? It's, uh, you know, I feel like I'm ripping people off if I do that. And that's why I haven't added that feature to my uh, to my YouTube channel. I just, I sometimes put in a PayPal link, right? And then you got the super chat if somebody wants to donate something or other. No one has yet. Wah, wah, wah. Right. <laughs> hey, you know, you put it out there, you run up the flag. Yeah. And sometimes people yeah. include it. So, so, you know, that's why I don't want people, you know, paying to join my channel. Right, because everybody's going to see the information in a couple of days, anyways, and I feel right. like I'm thieving from them, and I don't feel right about it. So if I don't feel right about it, then that's causing, uh, you know, some sort of a vibration in me. And if I continue with that, then all I'm doing is I'm just distorting my own vibration for out of greed, really. And uh, and I don't want to do that. Uh, I would rather stick to my guns and continue to provide what I have been. And if somebody wants to donate a dollar or five dollars or a hundred dollars, you know, I won't say no. But, uh, you right, know, at right. the end of the day, you know, it's, uh, you know, it's how I, you know, I maintain my vibration and my distortion and uh, don't allow it to get diluted by, you know, uh, by monetary gain or by, you know, uh, possession, physical possession gain. Because really, at the end of the day, none of that matters. What matters is uh, your energy, your reputation. Uh, you know, and the love that you put out there. So if I charge people $3 for some love, then that's not really love coming from me now, is it? That's love coming right. out of my wallet. Then you end up being <laughs> like those guys we were talking about off camera. Exactly. Who, who uh, end up, you know, being greedy and just about money. So I yeah. agree with that. Yeah. I agree with that. But see, yeah. over in the, with the stuff, the new stuff that we're doing over in Ancient Aliens, 
what, what we're doing is we're putting together a panel and um, and I'm just producing it. So all I have to do is keep them in line. Right. And uh, then they're asking questions and some people have like one question they'll, they'll ask or whatever. And that's why they're doing that. Uh, and I, I've advised against it, but that's what they want to do. So I said, all right, I'll produce it. But mm -hmm. just know that it can get crazy and people can start talking over each other. It's hard enough for you and I or, and Rob or you and I together or you yeah. and, I and Clarence or just the three of you guys. It doesn't matter if you're a talk show host then you're going to end up, you got to stop yourselves or you talk over each other. Yeah. So people get that gift for gab. And if they do that and they're on a panel, the next thing you know is they just keep running. I mean, I had to, uh, you know, boot what's his name off the show. Cause he wouldn't shut up that one time. The only JD? time I ever had, yeah. The only time I ever had to boot yeah. somebody off the show was JD. He wouldn't stop talking. Even when I said, JD, stop, stop talking, please yeah. stop talking. And he was just, what he said to me and he kept ignoring me. I was like, are you on drugs? I know you're high, but bro, I'm like, slow down here. And he, he thought everybody was attacking him. He got real paranoid. He must have smoked some yeah. really strong shit. And he wouldn't shut up. Even when I said, JD, if you don't be quiet, I'm going to have to mute you. He, got he let his, uh, yeah, he let his other, he let his other radio show get to his head too. Uh, he figured that he has a radio station or a radio show and that, right. you know, he can just do whatever, whatever he wants. And, uh, you know, that's not the way it works, right? Uh, when you're a host, you know, you're essentially, uh, you know, moderating a debate. And, uh, and, you know, you throw your little two cents in here and there, but mostly you allow the others to talk. And if you got a question, you toss that in there. And, you know, if somebody's right. talking too long, you just, you know, nicely interrupt. And, you know, it's yeah. kind of, well, okay, what do you if think you about that? News, if you watch the news, that happens on the news, too. That's the yeah. problem, I think, <clears throat> you know, with what's going on in the news, because everybody yelling past each other and the yeah. host sometimes loses control and the producers have to cut their microphones. But uh, it's unfortunate because of how much stress everybody's under right now because of this, uh, you know, this uh, mm -hmm. pandemic. Um, I love that, that that's what Michael Tellinger calls it. He calls it the that pandemic. I call uh, it the uh, sterile, sterile pandemic, right? Yeah. A very weak sterile pandemic. Right. It's not really so a pandemic. They just have so much fear that they're they're serving up to everybody that they're buying it and they're scared, you know. So because of that, that puts a lot of pressure on people around the world. They all think we're all going to die or something. It's it's even worse now than it was on nine twelve. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> Right. 9-11 happened. And on 9-12, the world in America was was really upset and scared and um, wanting to go to war because that's their warlike nature in this country is to anybody hits them uh, to hit back and hit back as hard as they fucking can. So everybody was uh, it was just really ravenous. And, and, you know, when you have ravenous dogs, the next thing you know, they're eating each other. You know, if they don't have someone mm -hmm. to go after, they go after each other. And that's what was happening right after that. And that's what now is happening here in this country. You know, and I'm, I'm understanding that it's happening some places around the world. I don't know how to what degree, but, you know, here then you have people antagonizing that, you know, you have mm -hmm. you have the not the Black Lives Matter, but the, the Antifa uh, going in pretending they're Black Lives Matter and they're antagonizing, trying to stir up uh, a civil war. They want to get mm -hmm. a Marxist uh, uh, overthrow of the of the government going. Yeah, absolutely. They vowed they vowed to do that. They've already they've already uh, uh, said. Uh, a date in September that they're going to attack the White House. Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay. I've heard that. I've heard so, that. Yeah. yeah hey, check this it. out. Um, here's something, uh, you know, parallel line to this. Uh, if you guys want, make a comment. You can go to my Facebook page and scroll down. You'll see it. Uh, it says uh, all the controllers have to do is set the norms, pull the right strings at the right time, and make yep. their human puppets dance to the appropriate tune. 
This they do by dictating what is taught in what we bravely call education and controlling what passes for news through the Illuminati-owned media. In this way, they can dictate to the unthinking, unquestioning herd what it should believe about itself, other people, life, history, and current events. Once you set the norms, there is no need to control every journalist or reporter or government official. The media and the institutions take their truth from those same norms and official statements and therefore ridicule and condemn by reflex action anyone who offers another vision of reality. Which is what's going on exactly that. Exactly. Right yeah. yeah. Exactly that right now around the world. Yeah. See, so that and the, so the powers that should not be know that, and that's why they've done exactly that on purpose. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. This is a uh, created event, just like most of them are. And uh, what they're trying to do with this is consolidate and centralize power, and take away more freedoms, and uh, you know, put down more rules, bring out more technology, and uh, you know, it's like you guys were talking about yesterday about uh, vaccinations. And in my comment, I put down. Uh, you know, you actually don't really need a quantum tattoo because uh, through facial recognition and this 5G thing that they're putting out, right, through that, they're going to be able to know whether you're vaccinated or not. And every time you leave your house, uh, they'll probably have security forces uh, there to prevent you from leaving your house and uh, prevent right. you from getting onto the bus and uh, things like that. Because on the bus, they'll have uh, uh, facial recognition as well. And once you get on the bus, you won't have to pay because they'll just automatically delete it from your account. credits and uh, and that'll be it you know you go on they'll give you an hour and a half and uh, you know the transfer i don't know if you guys get those in america but in canada yeah, yeah. when you yeah, pay you got an hour and a half two hour yeah. uh, grace period to move around and then after two hours they'll charge you another few credits and so on and yeah. so on so you know that's really kind of <clears throat> you know, yeah we have like a, here in the here in california we have the um our our train out over here is called bart bay area rapid yeah. transit and oh, you yeah. know when you you pay money you, mm -hmm. you pay money and you get a card, a little card that you slip through the gate. And just like you do over in New York, you slip it in, you grab yeah. it. It deducts money off the card, <clears throat> gives you an hour and a half, because usually wherever you're going to get to takes less time than that. Mm -hmm. And so when you, when you go out of a, a next gate, it just puts the money back on that you didn't use. And then uh, when you go to whatever event or you get a transfer, mm -hmm. um, you know, to, like that you can get a transfer to another line or you can get a transfer <laughs> to uh, buses. So we would take uh, from my house, we would walk uh, literally about 200 yards from the house was the corner and there was a bus there. Right, mm -hmm. bus stop. So we'd walk out there. And we we're going to a baseball game in San Francisco, and we'd walk out there or Oakland, and we'd walk out there, and the bus would come. We'd hop on the bus, pay a dollar, get a transfer, so that it made us even getting on the train a little bit cheaper. Then we would go and throw some money on a card, a little, this little piece of paper with this electric strip, mm -hmm. uh, put some money on a card. That's what we have. Yeah, yeah, walk over and th put that through the machine, walk in, get on the train, take that train all the way into Oakland, get off that train, get on a different train, go into San Francisco, and then get off that train underground, and then go upstairs, with, get another transfer, go upstairs, hop on the Muni bus, and that bus would take us all the way around to the San Francisco baseball field and drop us off in the middle of the four lanes this way and four lanes that way uh, from the uh, from the uh, 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 baseball field and you literally just walked over and went across the crosswalk and right into the to hand them your ticket 
right into the damn thing and you go and watch the game. She didn't have to worry about parking, nothing. We would do that. We'd drink beer and we'd eat sausages and hot dogs and have a great time at the ball field. And it didn't matter if you had a buzz, you go back, get on the train or get on the bus, go back to the train, take the train, get the bus from there to right across the street from the house. Right, and walk down about 100 yards. That's like staggering away from a bar. If you want <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the same thing for Oakland for the A's game. There was, a, there was a train station that they set up, and you literally get come out, and you can either go down the parking lot in Oakland right there, or you go across a catwalk that goes over the freeway, and, and it goes right into the stadium of Oakland to watch football games or baseball games. And if you were going to the basketball game, you would just walk around the corner, go down the stairs and walk around the building and go into the, the arena where the basketball game was played for the Warriors. So Virginia. it was set up, set up. Yeah, it was genius, bro. It was set up like that. And then you have the big train, the Amtrak. Right. And that takes you to those same stations. Right. Yeah. So you could take a You can take the Amtrak. And, and go to uh, like, you know, anywhere up and down the, the coast. Like I came from San Diego and I got on the uh, train, rode the train to, to L.A. and had to transfer to go over the grapevine. Right. So they don't have any. And the grapevine is this big giant mountain that separates Los Angeles uh, uh, basin from the rest of the state. Los Angeles and, and everything down to San Diego to the border of Tijuana mm -hmm. is in this big bowl that it, that's a forty seven hundred foot high mountain range. OK. And it's, it's in a crescent because this ocean is over on one side. Yeah. So to go over that, you get a transfer from the train to a bus. They drive you over the what we call the grapevine mm -hmm. and it comes down the other side. Then you transfer back on a train and it shoots you up the coast. So I did that to come all the way up here to Sacramento. Uh, but I got off in uh, Martinez. Um, was it Martinez? No, I got off in Antioch, which is right across the river from where my sister lives. So she drove the 10 minutes across the bridge and picked me up. But I could have taken a bus from there yeah. and gone to the other train station from the Amtrak. That's what the big diesel engine trains are called to the electric train, which is the Bay Area Rapid Transit. And yeah. that's an entirely different line. That's an electric uh, train that was made by the French uh, and uh, the, the California bought it from the French. So they're working on the yeah. bullet train now that's going to go from San Francisco to LA and I think drives at like 200 or 300 miles an hour. Yeah, that's it's like that Chinese, Japanese, Japanese, Japanese train. Yeah, yes. runs on magnets. It's painted. It, if that's the way the one is that the, the Bay Area Rapid Transit, Transit runs on magnets. Yeah. Uh, and the bullet trains that, that we, we have, that we were building, they have it painted California um, blue and gold. Uh, that's our colors in California, blue and gold. And uh, and it says California on it. And um, that thing goes like hella fast. You yeah. get to, you know, you can take the flight, you know, from San Francisco or Oakland to L.A. Uh, pretty quickly. But that train, I always want to get on that. <laughs> yeah, going 300, 300 miles, miles an, hour. an hour, man. Hell yeah. Virginia here, she's like uh, the good old days. Yeah, totally. When you can go to basketball games and do all that good stuff. Here's right, a, she's, she's from the Bay Area. Her and I grew up together. Here's a <laughs> tidbit, of, uh, tidbit of news for California. Uh, the uh, Uber drivers, uh, you know, they've been uh, trying to get on with Uber as uh, full-time employees. Right. And uh, and uh, Uber has been saying, no, you guys are like contractors, subcontractors. So today a judge made a ruling and uh, he said that uh, all Uber drivers are actually employees of Uber. 
and that uh, you know they should be uh, you know compensated as such. So the CEO of uh, Uber said that he's going to uh, suspend all Uber uh, operations in California until the judge reverses uh, his uh, decision. So what that's done now is that there's tens of thousands of jobs that have been lost in California because I'm sure there's tens of thousands of Uber operators. And second, it this shows that you know uh this is like a corporation strong arming uh the justice system saying well we don't like your decision so we're going to yeah. suspend uh operations and hurt your economy until you do as we say that's kind of like what elon musk was trying to do there a few months back right. where he said you so know i'll move my factory here's what i have to say to all the uber drivers out there if any of you hear this or you know somebody who's an uber driver that's about to lose their job tell them go to work for lyft uh, lyft is under the same uh, Uber and Lyft, they both yeah, but, are under but, the. But Lyft hasn't said we're suspending. Yeah, everybody Lyft right hasn't. Now. Yeah, Lyft hasn't said anything about uh, suspensions of operations. For Lyft, and then when Uber yeah. calls you up, you tell the CEO, "Kiss my ass." Exactly. Yeah, exactly. That's the way. You know, it's a workers' market, right? That's what you yep. do. You know, they think that they can rule the workers, but if the workers walk out, then they got nothing. Right. You know, their billion-dollar empire has gone down the drain, That's and they right. were trying to be greedy. It's because they don't want to give the workers vacation pay, sick pay. They don't want to have to you know, pay the, the fair wages. They don't, they don't want to have to right? pay them uh, for their yeah. medical. They don't want yeah. to, have to pay any of that. Absolutely. The fair stuff, the things, money. the fair things, right? The yeah. fair things that people should have access to. That's why and the that unions they're, they're, were created in America because yeah. of that. Yeah, slave labor camps is what they'll do if you if you allow them to. Yeah, if exactly. You don't know any difference, and you don't know that that's why unions exist. See, that's why they couldn't get rid of the unions, and they can't get mm -hmm. rid of the unions for uh, grocery stores. So that's why they're trying to go to self checkout. So then, yeah, just fire them all. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly the plan. But anyways, uh, one hour forty four minutes in. Thank yeah, you very much, just, Leo. This, this was isn't fun. The law of one anymore. We've just been no. hanging out. Yeah, uh, for the last forty or last thirty minutes now. But I just wanted to give that uh, quick Uber Uber update yeah. since you're in California and you know a lot of people apparently are from California and the uh, chat thread. So I thought uh, you know I give them a heads up, and if they don't know, if they know somebody that works for Uber, maybe give them a heads up as well as to why the CEO is suspending all operations in uh, uh, in California simply right. because out of greed, right? That's all really it is, right? Thank and it's you. the same you thing with sure. the. Uh, and it's the same thing with the uh, medical workers, you know, the ones that work uh, in the old folks' homes and all these facilities that keep them understaffed and give them uh, part-time hours so that they don't have to give them benefits and they don't Absolutely. have to give them that vacation yep. pay. So, again, you know, it's greed. And uh, like yep. last night, uh, what was it? Uh, yeah, it was uh, like yesterday I was talking to uh, Mr. Erdman and, uh, you know, my wife called me and uh, she said that she was by herself after 7 o'clock uh, until 11 o'clock with 17 people that she had to care for by herself on her floor uh, because uh, one person called in sick. So even if they hadn't called in sick, it would have been two people for 17 people. Now, just, you know, visualize for yourself, you know, how much care is a person going to get when you have only two care workers that have right. to spread themselves out to 17 people. So I feel bad for the old people because they need this care. They're suffering from dementia and Alzheimer's and, you know, a host of other you know, uh, life-threatening diseases, and they need the time, they need the attention, they need, uh, you know, the care that they that they should get, and they can't get it because these CEOs, uh, they want to, you know, they don't want to hire anybody or even give the workers their full-time hours just so that they can save a few bucks so they can raise the value of their stock, which to yeah. me is extremely disgusting. 
And well, they uh, do that here too, and they do it yeah. everywhere, bro. America, buddy, we're in retail. part of America. Uh, yeah, Canada yeah, is part yeah, of yeah, America. America North. Yeah, America North. We're the uh, best part of North America. Best part of North America. <laughs> so, uh, you know, even when I was in retail, people say, you know, you're really good at retail. Have you ever thought of going back? No, I will never go back because that broke my soul when yeah. I was there. Because the, there's always, uh, you know, what we call the bonus boy when when the mm -hmm. corporate head would send out the, you know, the plan A of uh, this is how much money I expect everybody to make and uh, then I get my bonus. So this is the amount of hours that you give them. Then the next guy, the regional guy, shaves off some hours so he makes his bonus. Mm -hmm. Then the district uh, manager shaves off some more hours mm -hmm. uh, so that he gets his bonus. And then for the store manager to get a bonus, we have to shave off some more hours and yeah. force our workers to do the job of four people each yeah yeah okay and i watched like the movie industry when i was a kid i went to work for uh um you know a movie company and when i first got there you had a guy who was a projectionist you had a guy who was stood at the door or took the tickets you had a guy that was at the register you had a guy that did the mm -hmm. popcorn a guy that did the soda a guy that did the candy and then you had workers that just walked around with brooms and dustpans cleaning yep. everything i remember that too Okay, so yep. by the time I left there and I was 22 years old, you had three people on, on an entire side for the theater, and those three people did every single job. The managers were now the productionists. They mm -hmm. would run upstairs and turn on the uh, the uh, movie and then uh, make sure it was working and then run back downstairs to manage, and the guy would take the tickets, and when he was done, he had to go clean. And then when your movie was in session, they would leave one person to take care of the entire floor and everybody else had to go to the other side where they had more screens and help those guys clean all of the, uh, the, the when the movies got out. Yeah, it's even worse now because uh, the movies are automated and uh, you got uh, two poor souls that are behind the counter serving popcorn yeah. and uh, one guy that takes tickets and vacuums yeah. the floors and cleans the bathrooms. Yeah, right? that's the so, way it is now uh, when you go to yeah, the movie theater. Yeah. So, uh, so the all the bonus thing, thing to that is that Cinemax, one of the largest uh, uh, movie companies uh, in yeah. the world, I think, yeah, yeah, uh, they're... The largest they're they're being kicked out of Canada because uh, you know Canadians just refuse to go watch their movies now, and uh, it's become so right. bad for them that uh, they have to shut down all these cinemas because uh, one they're not really employing anybody, and uh, two their prices are so so expensive that uh, you yeah. know it's out of reach for you know most working families to have a Tuesday night evening and even on a Tuesday night when it's half movie night, you know you pay like five bucks for a movie. I remember back in the day it was like a dollar fifty two dollars, you know, but now it's like. Yeah, but now it's like uh, you know, like a half a half price movie night is like eight bucks, ten bucks, yeah. and uh, you know if you got like two kids, uh, you and your wife, that's forty yeah, bucks for. If you get candy, yeah. popcorn, and the soda, and the popcorn like costs more than the movie. Fucking yes. popcorn costs more than the movie. You know, you go yeah. in there, you pay ten bucks for the movie. But then now you're paying like $15 for popcorn, $5 yeah. extra for butter, and uh, yeah. $3 extra for salt. Oh, would right. you like extra butter with that? That'll be another $5. Oh, you want some, <laughs> you want some ice in your the drink? Well, that's, another that's, yeah, that's another $2. That's another $2. Yeah. Oh, you want a straw? That's a dollar. You know, right. oh, oh, a service fee and all this shit. So by the time you're actually done, the night cost you like a hundred bucks, hundred twenty bucks. Yep. And what working family, you know, can really afford can that? that? You know, like well, not. And then here's many. the thing. Here's the thing, though, with technology these days. Why? I've had people, in fact, even Virginia, yeah. who's in the audience, say to me, "Don't you want to get out and watch a movie?" And I'm like, "No." No, no, I, I don't. don't. No, because I don't. It, it costs too much. It's like when you go to a ballpark in, here in America, yeah. and you you have to if you drive in. 
Okay, you got to spend the gas to get there and get home. So that's 20 mm -hmm. bucks minimum. You get there, you got to pay five to, to 15 to $20 for a parking slot. Mm -hmm. Then you get in, you got your ticket that you had to pay for. And those are like 50 to 150. If they're watching football, they could be a thousand, five thousand $5,000 ticket, depending on where you're sitting and what game yeah. it is. Like a Super Bowl, it could cost you $10,000. So yeah. then you go in, let's just say you get the cheap seats and you're in a baseball game. You used to be able to go for like five bucks and sit in the bleachers yeah. and then you paid another $10 and you got a hot dog and a, yeah. and a soda and some fries. Well, now it's, it's, uh, I did that at the Yankee stadium. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We still had to, for the A's, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what we, cause it was too expensive. So say you go there and now you want to get food, right. But you go to get food, everything's super expensive. It's like yeah. $10 for a freaking Polish. Yeah, you want bottle. a glass of beer. A you got a half a seven fifty or yeah. eight fifty for a glass yeah. of beer. Yeah, you half a glass. Too. 12 pack of but Budweiser for they that. They don't even give you a full glass. They give you like this miniature half a glass and they charge you like 10 bucks for that beer. And right? it's, you know, lager. So I like what right? Debbie said. She, uh, Debbie said, you know, sneak food in. We used to do that all the time. Uh, yeah, yeah. Arizona, Actually, I watched, uh, I watched a couple who had snuck food in and they got caught and they threw them out of the theater. Man, see now. Yeah. In, in Arizona, they, what they do because it's so hot over there is they sell you the cup, right? Yeah. And they have a special cup that you buy that has the, the uh, like it's a logo from the movie theater. And each year they make a different cup. Yeah. And if you bring the cup back, when you buy the first one, say it costs you four fifty or whatever for a, for a soda, $5. If you keep the cup, every time you come back to their theater, you bring that cup and they put ice in and drink in your cup. You only pay 50 cents for the soda, oh, nice. how big it is. There's a life hack. So right? That's a great <laughs> hack, right? And then yeah. <laughs> if you sneak food in and somebody tells on you, they come over and go, next time, don't get caught. They don't throw you out. <laughs> yeah, Canada, they throw you out. Right? Yeah, over, yeah, over here in California, they'll throw you yeah. out. But in yeah. Arizona, they were just like, okay, what do you have? You're not eating steak or something, right? No, yeah. we don't have a hibachi. We're no, not barbecuing in the aisles, bro. some fucking chocolate we're bars and Twizzlers, man. Twizzlers, I'm stoned. man, right? When I watch a fucking movie. No, nope, get out. <laughs> we would go to we would go to the ninety nine cent store and get the candy for ninety nine cents a yeah, piece yeah. that they're gonna charge me seven fifty for. Yeah, same exactly. Ones, same yeah. boxes of the same candy, yeah. the goobers and all that shit for ninety nine cents. Yeah, we'd put those we'd put those in the wife's purse. We'd go in and then we'd pay fifty cents for a drink, pay the price for the movie, which at the time was like ten fifty or something for each person, and then we'd go in and it cost us only like like fourteen fifteen dollars. But if we bought everything. You know, we're in trouble. That's like, you know, freaking $75, like you said, by the time you get out of the place. Yeah, and, you know, yeah. your average family can't See, afford Virginia that. Says, Virginia says, this is good, right? You know, the, the barbecue at the drive-in. Uh, but, you know, you could make that stuff. I remember as a kid, when we go to the drive-in theater, which, by the way, I'm going to plug Metallica. Metallica is going on tour at the drive-ins in California, the San Francisco Bay Area in Northern California. They're going to be at the drive-in, Solano Drive-In, Virginia, over by you. Uh, and uh, they're going to be playing there uh, coming up pretty soon. And then they're coming up here and they're going to play in Sacramento at a couple of the drive-in theaters because uh, they're trying to get back to concerts and they're doing small venues so people can fill up and sit in their cars and be socially distant from everybody else and watch them play. That's kind of cool. So you might want to check that out. If not, I'll send you the link if you're interested in going. My uh, Debbie sent it to me, so she can send it to you if you want or I can. Uh, but yeah, Metallica is going to be playing and I and love that band and I've never got to go see them live. So um, yeah, see, she says I'm so there, right? Yeah, because she can walk to the theater from where she lives. It's only <laughs> about a mile away, right? Because she lives down the she lives back in the in the old country where I would like to move back to. 
Um, so yeah, they're going to be playing there coming up. So I'll send you the link after I get off air and you can see when it is that you can buy tickets. Let me know. Cause I didn't see how much they cost before so, we, uh, and see they're from we there. Now. So they're from you there. Can, let me uh, explain that. Share why, my guys. screen. Yeah. Let me explain why. And I'll share your screen and let me explain why. Um, thank you. There's my book, Orion rising, which is, uh, is also the name of my show. And you can see in my, um, my uh, logo there, that's the cover of my book. And the book is a, what if scenario, what if everything that the ancient aliens talks about on the history channel is actually true. And I wrote this book as a, what if scenario. And after I wrote it, I was told that's exactly what's happening in real life. Uh, the names are different. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I was like, really? And they're like, yeah, no, you, you hit that nail right on the head. And I used actual military bases that I was suspected and told that there were underground military bases. I started them off out here in the Bay area of California. In fact, the book starts in the city of Concord where uh, Virginia lives, where I grew up. And it actually starts in a house I lived in when I lived in Concord. So that's these two kids who joined the military and end up both in the, in the uh, one hooked up in the deep state and the other one not, but they're ones in the air force and ones in the army. Uh, and then the one brother in the army goes rogue and everybody's looking for them uh, trying to find his brother. So they go after him and go, where's your brother? When was the last time you spoke to him? Hold on a second, mother, I'm still live on air. What can I do for you? Well, don't you go and sit down and watch TV and I'll be out there in a couple minutes. Okay. All right. Uh, sorry about that, guys. My mom was uh, forgot that I was live and was coming in because I hadn't been out there for two hours um, since 4.30, so two and a half hours. So she was like, what's going on? Where are you? Are you okay? <laughs> so I apologize. So Metallica grew up in that area, and they lived in Concord at one point. Okay? At, so they have a soft spot for that. And even uh, the ex-bass guitarist, not, not Cliff Burton who died, but the, the other one that was there after that, um, his mom, he's from Walnut Creek, which is the city next door that butts up against Concord. And his mom owns townhouses and apartment complexes there. So everybody grew up and met for the current band that's the current band other than the bass player now uh, in Concord. So they had, so for a while, even though they're uh, from like San Francisco area, they lived out there. So they have a soft spot for the Bay Area uh, of, because that's where if you look them up, they'll tell you that Metallica originated in the Bay Area. Um, so Kurt Hammett w uh, was taught by Joe Satriani, who is from Vallejo. <laughs> right? Yeah, and Lars Ulrich <laughs> is from my hometown, Copenhagen. Right, right. right. So, uh, yeah, so he's the only one that didn't grow up out here, right? The new bassist, you're right. Uh, or no, you're talking about Lars, the drummer. So he moved out Yeah, I'm here. talking about Lars. Yeah, yeah, he came from there, from your hometown, came to, he went to L.A., and then he heard of uh, the guys in, Sa in San Francisco that were doing some, uh, that were doing some, um, auditions so that's mm -hmm. why concord uh harkens back <laughs> in my in my uh, uh in my uh thing there um what's this that's in the chat did you did you post that on the, i just on the uh sent you a link because you're talking about uh underground bases and such and uh okay. there's an author out there by the name of uh, mary sutherland uh -huh. and uh she's written uh, a detailed uh, article on uh just about every single uh, underground tunnel and base uh, across the world, especially in the United States. So uh, this article that I just sent you kind of lists out. Uh, I, just, I just put it in the open chat. Yeah, it uh, lists out like North Carolina, Ohio, Oklahoma, Oregon, Pennsylvania. Uh, continue to next page. Uh, Pittsburgh, New Kensington, Dixonville, Blue Ridge Summit. Uh, she just goes on and on. It's a very well 
you know, uh, expose of uh, all of these uh, underground bases and such. Very well, well done. You know what I put into the book? One of the things I put in the book, people questioned me about it after they read it. And I said, because um, they, one of the bases that they went to when they were hiding was uh, an ex-U.S. military uh, installation where they mm -hmm. had uh, housed uh, missiles, uh, nuclear missiles. And they said, now, wait a minute, the government knows where that's at. And I said, well, what you don't understand in real life is what I know is that the U.S. government is selling those off, that the ones they don't use anymore, they're selling them to people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So people are using those bases to live in. They're going down there. And that's yeah, there's, there's um, a there's a, Go ahead. Yeah, there's a luxury condo that was made that's 10 stories deep and it can house like up to uh, like I think it was saying like 500 people for like yep. up to uh, five years. They got all the food, uh, yep. electricity, everything. They have it all. Uh, I think that one is in Arizona. Yeah, because uh, in I'm Arizona not... and New Mexico and Texas were selling yeah. them off to anybody who wanted them. Yeah, yeah. And I was, was going to buy one when I was out there. Because you, you always want to have a bunker. You never know. You can hunker down. You go to the bunker and it's you know that it's nuclear proof because they're not going to have those, those bunkers not me. They made them nuclear proof. That's why they were underground. So I have them go to one of those that was purchased by somebody who wasn't linked to them. Come on, let's be smart now. If you're going to have a secret uh, underground organization that's fighting the cabal, you can't be going, you know, having uh, overt people. Well, Hi, my name's Jim Bob, and they've been looking for me, and I just <laughs> bought this place. They're going to go there looking for you. Yeah. Right? So same thing with, you know, what they used in my book, if you guys have read it, <clears throat> the, what they used to get the hell out of Dodge was they went to uh, the uh, aircraft, um, um, uh, what is it called, the, where they were, the graveyard, and they had this guy uh, get a couple of old World War II prop planes, the big cargo planes uh, mm -hmm. working, and they flew them under the radar at the speed, top speed of those things were like 60 miles an hour, but they couldn't be picked up on radar because they were below the radar zone, and they wouldn't. They weren't looking for them to be flying like that in a little teeny plane. Mm -hmm. So they, that's how they got out of the United States. Uh, it was uh, that was at the, uh, towards the end. They go there and they fly to uh, the the uh, um, uh, to the uh, Caribbean and land there and hop on a submarine and get the hell out of Dodge. <laughs> so that's how they avoided the UFOs catching them. Oh, the. the uh... Virginia is talking about uh, cheaper housing, like old garbage containers. Uh, yeah, I know yeah. exactly what you're talking about. Those are the small homes. Yeah. You can make those out of uh, shipping containers. Yeah, uh, you uh, slap two of those yep. side by side, and uh, you got yourself a uh, pretty big people, place. People actually do that. Uh, in, yeah, in it's called small world. houses. Um, no, 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 no. In the prepping many world, houses. In, in the but in the prepping world, people would go and buy a couple of those in in, in their own backyard. Yeah, I'm thinking about paying people. That and drop those in the ground as a bunker because you don't have to manufacture a bunker. You just use the earth and you put concrete over the top of it. Yeah. And then you have an access that goes down and inside. And as a bug out place, that way you don't have to go too far. You just run out your yeah. back door, go down into the damn thing, and it's a it's a you know nuclear shelter. Amy and, and I... Uh... You're thinking about doing that smart? Yeah, right? Amy and I are uh, thinking about buying uh, three shipping containers and uh, weld them together and right. uh, build a house out of them. And right. uh, you know, instead of putting it in the ground, I haven't thought about that. But that's a great idea. But uh, right now we're thinking about buying three of them. They're about $10,000 each. Yep. And uh, and then uh, once you buy those three and then the delivery fee and then they deliver those and then you bring in a welder to uh, reinforce all the areas that you're going to cut out and yep. uh, and then weld it together. So we're thinking about doing that. 
uh, instead of uh, building a wood house, right? Uh, I think and just got some like maybe three, four, maybe. Yeah, uh, containers. Huge, and you have a huge area. It's just oh, yeah, yeah. Home. Yeah, stack them yeah. on top of each other. Uh, you know, yeah. have two of them side by side and take the other two, stack those on top of there. Yep. You know, and maybe later on go buy a fifth one and toss that on top of the four and have a, you right. know, like a penthouse suite and the rest right. is for kids yeah, and grandkids and uh, kind of what happened. All right, brothers, two hours, two minutes. I know, right? Thank yeah. Much. So thanks for those of you people who did stick around. And Our conversation wasn't actually uh, too far off of the law of one because when we were talking right. about, uh, you know, Uber and uh and uh, and healthcare workers and uh, veterans and such, uh, you know, that's all in uh, service to the whole. But as we see right now, what's going on is that it's service to the South and the South is a corporation. Yep. So the service is going to the South and not the whole. And the whole idea about the law of one is to service the whole rather than to the one, you know, like yep. a great Spock said, uh, you know, the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few. Right. So, but uh, yeah, so we're not too yeah. far off of uh, the law of one. So it's been a great session. Well, you know, as well as everybody, that everything does come back to that. It's kind yeah, of exactly. Yeah. yeah, I just wanted to reiterate that for people that think yeah, that, that we're, we're off topic, away, <laughs> right? But it's not off topic. Believe <laughs> me, you know, the whole law of one is off topic. Right? Yeah, that was like uh, Neil Gore said that one time when we we're going aliens, 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 aliens. Now go meditate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> everything is one, people. It all yeah. comes back to the same thing. What does politics have to do with the law? one um everything yeah it's uh it's people are not being served <laughs> the, yeah the dichotomy between good and evil is literally the law of one you have yeah. evil people and good people and they're fighting for the minds and the souls of the people of this planet yeah. it's all each side is the good are trying to overtake the evil-minded ones and the evil-minded ones are trying to overtake the good-minded ones so yep. It's just a hamster loop. Hence people. is the cycle of life. It's <laughs> yeah, the infinity right. symbol. The yeah. great people. <laughs> As above, so below is exactly that. It's just in the form of the ball, the Taurus. Yeah. Not the yeah. Taurus of the bull, but the Taurus. And that's the big ball with the hole in the center. That's everything. It's all. All that. right, my brother. Right, thank you very much. I got to cook. Have a good night. Dinner. Namaste. I love every one of you that are out there. My page, Orion Rising. Find it. Click on it follow it same thing with the, the channel on on youtube or wherever you listen to shout outs again uh to the people of georgia the people of greece who came out of nowhere last week and and listened to my show more than 100 times on my mp3 file i don't know who you guys are out there that listen to 100 times if it's 100 people or if it's one person listening 100 times either way you guys did really good uh texas you guys came in third california of course you guys always come in first uh, and then Anchor FM, uh, where I put out the podcast recently. Welcome, Carmichael, and welcome, Southern California. You guys started listening to my podcast, and you're the number one in California. Uh, so that's a younger uh, generation. I'm getting the 23 to the 34 uh, people. And you guys on Facebook, um, you're mostly women who listen to me, and you guys go from 35 to 65. And the men, you guys go from 35 to 75. Love you guys for listening. Send this to everybody. Uh, all my shows, I do different things about different stuff. You guys know that. And Omar, tell them where they can find your stuff, bro. Just go to YouTube and uh, subscribe to uh, Watchers Talk. And uh, that's about it. And uh, if you guys want to shoot me a friend's request, um, I'll uh, accept your friend's request. I just accepted uh, like 250 today. So, um, you know, wow, bro. Yeah, and I've got like, man, so many in there. I just don't have time to really vet them all and to go through it. And uh, so I just added a bunch today and uh, yeah, you know, and I've got a page on uh, Facebook 
observing humanity outside of the cube. Uh, really, that's uh, you know the new form of Watchers Talk because uh, Facebook deleted my Watchers Talk page that had like 50, 60,000 followers on it. So uh, you know, so I just uh, came back with a different name, but uh, you know, the eye is still the same as it always has been. That's uh, the hallmark of uh, Watchers Talk, right. and uh, you know, that's pretty much it. You know, I've, uh, I'm on podcast, and uh, if you guys want to check that out, just go to my uh, Facebook profile, and uh, you'll see some links in there to uh, my podcast, and uh, go check it out. And uh, of course, next week I've got uh, Paul Wallace. Paul Anthony Wallace coming on. Uh, he is the uh, documentary maker of uh, The Fifth Kind. And nice. uh, as well, he wrote the book uh, Escaping Eden. Uh, he's nice. going to be on uh, uh, Old Ways, New Days, Chapter 3 from uh, Forgotten Origin. That's coming up on uh, August the 29th. And uh, he'll be one of the speakers there. So next Thursday, uh, myself and uh, Paul and uh, Stephen and Evan, uh, we're going to have a uh, round the table discussion about uh, consciousness nice. and um, and uh, you know Plato's um, uh, interpretation of where Atlantis is and uh, you know Paul has uh, uh, brilliantly shown where Atlantis may be and uh, they call it the Eye of Sahara. So if you guys want to check that out, uh, he's done uh, you know some uh, research on that. He's got lots of videos on it on his uh, YouTube channel. So maybe check that out. But, uh, you know, check out, uh, definitely check out the event that's coming up with Forgotten Origin on uh, August the 29th. Uh, the tickets are $25. So I'm thinking American, that's like $19, $18, It's a day event with, uh, you know, six, seven speakers. And it's hold, hosted by uh, Leah Capitelli. Uh, nice. She has had, uh, you know, uh, ET experiences since the time she was five. So she's got uh, a lot of deep insight into this. I had her on Watchers Talk a couple of weeks ago, so if you guys want to check out that interview, that was uh, that was a pretty cool discussion. They're actually not really interviews; they're more like uh, discussions uh, than uh, than anything else. So uh, that's kind right. of what's happening here on uh, on my end. And uh, I was going to stream a show, uh, you know, was working on it because uh, there was 60 million people across the United States that were facing eviction uh, come here in uh, in a couple of days. But uh, thankfully, President Trump. Uh, you know, overrode the uh, Democrats and uh, signed into bill that uh, no one gets evicted from their homes and that uh, people should get a stimulus check of some sort to survive right. while this pandemic is happening. But uh, the Democrats were, of course, trying to uh, delay that and uh, they didn't want that approved. But, uh, you know, thankfully, we have a wanderer in power and uh, he decided that 60 million people shouldn't go homeless. And uh, so he made sure that uh, they don't go homeless. Right. So, with that, uh, yeah, with that being said, uh, that's pretty much it for me, man. All right, cool. So on your screen, you can see the meme that we have for Ancient Aliens Worldwide, where we're going to have coming up on August 28th at 6 p.m. Eastern time, Eastern USA time, Eastern Standard time. We're going to have Jim Penningston live on Ancient Aliens, and we're going to have a panel discussion asking him questions. And he is, if you don't know who he is, he's one of the Air Force men uh, that was involved in the uh, UFO uh, incident that happened over in England in Rendlesham Forest. Uh, he's going to come on and talk about that. It's an exclusive, so you guys might want to uh, tune in. I'll put the ad, ads on my page. It's also on Ancient Aliens Worldwide the group so if you don't know where that group is find it on facebook if you don't like uh, facebook um, i'm not simulcasting but i will repost 
not live, but I will repost. Uh, I'll also put it up for you, MP3 podcasters. You'll get to hear it, but it won't be live. And then I'll repost it on my YouTube channel for those of you who like the YouTube channel uh, and don't want to watch Facebook. So I will be there. Uh, and I'm looking to to uh, simulcast later on in the, maybe this year or next year. So far, I haven't been doing that. I'm thinking about doing that for some things, but it won't be video. It'll only be audio uh, when I do that because I'm not paying for um, the, you know, the... Uh, um, you know, ability to uh, multi-stream <coughs> not at this time just because you can use my cost. platform to do that if you want because i can I'll, maybe i'll hook that up maybe because you do that huh maybe i'll hook that up with you then if i if i need to do that and all yeah absolutely uh, and i'll do that i can stream you. to very uh gracious, very gracious I can, of you to offer that thank you i can stream to uh three different places I and saw that um, that was an option I yeah didn't, and all I we have to do is just all we have to do is i can give you my uh, uh password you oh, come in you set your Set your brand up and uh, and then uh, was you know. the same way when they're with the radio yeah. station. I saw yeah. my Orion Rising radio over there. It was the same way. I just give you the password. You come in and I can yeah. and I can set you up like you said with the different brands. Yeah. And I, and I was going to do that and I was going to charge people to run off my station and become a radio station and mm -hmm. do like they did on um, uh, with uh, Gaia and mm -hmm. have different shows on. Um, I was actually going to do that. I started doing that, but then that got kind of complicated. Uh, and I didn't have the time because I was dealing with my mom a lot and I was going to get that was getting busy because I was going to have to line everybody up, get yeah. contracts, the whole nines. Uh, and so I didn't have the time to do that. So I said, "Ooh, this is going to be a little bit more to produce than I thought. So I backed away from it. So that's cool. All right, guys. Thank you much. Uh, let's pass this on to anybody that you think might be benefiting from this conversation, especially the law of one part. Uh, but like I said, everything else comes back to that. Um, great, great show. Great night. See you guys. I don't have anything else really. I just do the Ryan Rising news when I feel like it. I don't set up uh, interviews too much these days with the COVID-19 going on. It's harder. Uh, I just like doing what I'm doing because I'm digging up the crap on other lies and I use whistleblowers and things like that. So I don't have that. That's the only time I have people on <laughs> is when I do that uh, because I want you guys to understand how fake this shit is so we can get past it. They're planning yeah. on ramping it up. We've got the fear going that we're going to have the, you know, Dr. Uh, Two-Face Fauci uh, has already said we're going to have the worst winter in history. I call him Dr. Aids. Yeah, I told you right. this. Uh, I, yeah, I, I told you this like a few weeks ago where I was saying, you know, this prepare yourselves because this winter there's going to be massive shortages of food. And, yeah, they're, uh, they're you know, yeah, so, yeah. yeah, so if yeah. you can buy like, uh, you know, rice, flour, lentils, beans, canned food, things like that to store in your home that you know that will last you and your family throughout the winter because, uh, you know, even early parts of the spring, because, uh, you know, food is not going to be available until at least uh, towards the end of spring. So, you know, take care of yourselves out there, people, and uh, pre pre prepare, right? Yeah. Uh, Buy prep my your... book, Prepping for yeah. Survival for Beginners, yeah. and it will tell you everything that you need to know. Yeah, be to ready. Prepare yourself to be ready in case something like that happens so that you're yeah. on, if you're on your own, you'll be able to take care of yourself and, and your family uh, for months and months, six months, eight months, a year. Mm -hmm. Uh, everything in there you can learn and if you do it you can literally take not much time to prepare and you can literally take care of yourselves and and in, in, in indefinitely yeah we've been buying uh lots of rice flour and uh lentils i still uh, have because, 10 pounds uh, of flour you know, with the uh, lentils when the, when the thing first hit and lentils yeah. too remember you and i talked yeah, about yeah, that. yeah lentils yeah. are great because you can make them east indian style you can make yep. them asian style you can make that into a split pea soup you can yep. eat it with bread you can eat it with rice you know they're very versatile and uh, very high in protein and uh, vitamins and minerals and really that's all you need 
uh, lentils, rice, and flour and sugar, and yep. uh, and and you're good to go. So uh, you know, please, uh, you know, stock up. Uh, I know I have. Uh, I've got enough food in my cupboard to last my family for about four or five months right now. And uh, we're going to go shopping again in uh, probably in about a week. And we're going to do the same thing and uh, push that up to six months. And then uh, hopefully I can stock enough food to last my family and I until the end of spring. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and if any one of my friends needs food or, you know, if my neighbors need something, you know, at least I'll have uh, food to, uh, to give to them. Right. Yeah. Uh, I don't have to eat three meals in the middle of a famine. Right. right. Uh, one will. Uh, one well, will when be. When you're locked down, yeah. When you're locked down, you're not yeah. eating in the United Kingdom. Yeah. Like, one will suffice. Yourself. So yeah. Because of that, you can eat one meal a day. Yeah. It makes a lot yeah, of and that's all I eat now. Anyways, I just eat one meal. For me, it's more so. You know, if my neighbors need help, if my friends need help, and there's no food in the grocery stores, I have some, and uh, and then I can give them a bag of flour, bag of rice, and uh, yep. that'll last them. But uh, anyways, thank you very much. I really yep. appreciate it. Much love to everyone out there listening, and uh, of course, much love to you, Leo. All right, brother. Sorry, I got my mom uh, coming in again. <laughs> I'll see you next week, same time, same place. Same we'll probably end up same doing channel. Yeah, we'll be. I will end up doing something before then. But uh, you I, know, we'll see you on the laugh one next yep. week at the same place, same time. Yep. All right, guys. Later.